You are now listening to Nerd Rage Radio with Bobby Skullface and Adam Russman. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only and may not fit with your sensitive sensibilities. You may be a victim of meaningless outrage or you may, in fact, be a big ninny pants. If this is the case, please feel free to turn it off now. This is no country for ninny mick ninny pants. So crack open the mountain dew. Make sure the cheese bowls are super fresh, or in your mother's basement. It's Nerd Rage Radio. Alright guys, we're back for episode 21. The old Vinte Un. Our first 21st episode ever. <laughs> the first and the last. <laughs> and uh, on the show tonight is Mr. Bobby Skullface. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Good. How are you? I'm well. Thank you really? for asking. <laughs> Again? Yes. And of course, I'm Adam Russman. And, uh, you know, this is uh, Nerd Rage Radio, episode 21. Did we go over that already? Yep. Yeah, Dude, first, it's, first it's, and last. It's been a crazy It's been a crazy week, man. It has. We've survived Snowpocalypse. Snowzilla. Is that what it is? Snowzilla? Yeah, that's what they're calling this one. The last one was Snowmageddon. Uh, Jonas. Jonas. You know, I think it's kind of stupid they give him, like, Snowstorm's names now. I know. Is that a whole marketing gimmick? It's, it's just like, it's just like everybody gets a trophy, man. Every storm gets a name. Oh, God. Can you imagine? <laughs> God. <laughs> so, uh, man, how was your nerd week? It was good. Um, I got, uh, some Marvel Legends. Sweet. Uh, from the new Spider-Man wave. Uh, they are pretty much, I got all but Gwen and I got Gwen on the way. Um, and spider Gwen. Yeah. And this, this, this dude really looked out for me. I'm going to shout him out on, uh, I don't think this is a nerd rage, but I'm cool. well then yeah, well, I know. fuck him then. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, uh, he looked out for me. Like he happened to have two and he was like, he was like, look, man, I'll just give you two. You just cover shipping. And I was like, let me give you something, man. I feel bad. Oh, that's, that's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. So. Um, so she's on the way. I haven't, so I, I, I haven't built the, the build a figure or anything yet. Um, I got, uh, Atsy and Nasty Atsy. I don't even know who that is. No, Asty. Asty. What, what Asty, is that? Asty. What are you, what are you saying? Pam? Pan? Pan, Pam. I think pan? I can help with the Pan, Pam situation. Uh, he is the alien, re- uh, resistance pilot. Okay. Like he's got like a... A head kind of shaped like a hot air balloon. Yeah, yeah. He before he it's, blows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I got him six inch black series. Nice. Pretty, pretty tremendous figure for for that price point. And uh, at least at first glance, I haven't really gotten into him yet. Uh, and that was sent to me by uh, Eugene. He uh, he uh, bought it. Oh, actually, I'm doing some custom work for him. So um, it's a little bit of a swaparoo. And I'm uh, still reading Star Wars Legacy, the huh. comic series, which I've been working on a drawing to go with my experience of reading it. Yes, um, I've seen it. Yeah, you have. It's and nice. uh, yeah, I'm quite proud of it. I, I used uh, I used a different technique this time. I went through and like I, I I listed all the characters that I wanted to have in it, and then I like went through and picked what actor should play them. Hmm. Um, and then I based their drawing off of the actor. Oh, um, and use some internet suggestions for help because internet is full of helpful helpers. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, fucking internet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm working on that. That that's working out nicely. I read a little bit more of Aftermath. Okay. 
Uh, I'll I'll bring you up to speed on that. I, I wrote some notes. Thank God. Uh, Thank God for notes. So, uh, when the people were bringing down the statue of the Emperor mm-hmm. that we see at the end of Return of the Jedi, yeah, that's moments before Coruscant cops show up mm-hmm. and try to stop the people, and it's like uh, the beginning of civil unrest on Coruscant. Mm. Um, we get to see Wedge a bit. He's out looking for Imperials, and he ends up getting he, he ends up like getting captured by Star Destroyer, and then he hides on the Star Destroyer. I think like I'm only like a hundred pages into this thing, but I think this thing is going to be like a self-contained little story with little to no effect on anything else. Hmm. Um, I know you love those. Yeah, hate it. Uh, let's see, we've we've met some other characters. I can talk about them more if if anything happens that's interesting. Um, but here's one thing that's 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 uh, key. Uh, the Senate uh, is initially established on Shandrilla, Shandrilla, which is Mon Mothma's home planet. Okay. So that's a bit of, of news that we didn't know before. Um, oh, that and sounds like a power grab to me. Uh, sounds like it to me too. I am not emotionally stable. <laughs> <laughs> um, sla- uh, when the Separatists were slaughtered yeah. by Anakin. That was done for the Empire to seize the funds of those organizations, which is why they were like the bankers and the traders and yeah, everything yeah, else. Yeah, the trade, trade, yep. trade federation. They were all wealthy. So gotcha. that was that was all set up from the beginning, and then that is what helped fund the Empire. Now that's pretty fucking cool. Yes, I agree. Um, also, no, a Death Star ain't cheap. Correct. Um, Mon Mothma. I am I am not in the best emotional state. Um, her, her plan is to demilitarize the Republic by 90%. Wow. Um, she wants to set it aside from the Empire, and she wants to encourage planets to militarize themselves. Uh, so that might be why the Republic fleet is so small and weak in Episode 7. You know what? Not, I'm not a politician. Not for nothing though. Sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. Well, I think she wanted it. She like she like didn't she didn't want the the republic to be an empire by a different name. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you. Mm-hmm. It's nice and all. One of the characters in it is this chick named Nora. She was a rebel pilot at Endor. She's a, she abandoned her son to fight the empire, and her and her son have a bit of you were never there type. Yeah. Um, but what is interesting is we are introduced to her sister just just through word of mouth at this point. Uh huh. Lesbian. Okay, cool. I'm, and I'm not sure if that is the first official lesbian in canonized Star Wars. Hmm. So I made note of it. Okay. And and that's about it. It, it is a very... I mean, do we have hot lesbian scenes or something? No, no, no. Just just like, <sighs> have, have, you, have you talked to your aunt? Aunt so-and-so and her wife so-and-so? Oh, uh, okay, okay. Very sorry. Um, the, uh... I love when Ali G interviewed those lesbians. <laughs> do you remember that? I do not recall. Okay, so he was in the Ali G character. Yeah. And he was and, and he was interviewing these women. They're like they're like feminist organization of whatever, and he's like interviewing them. Oh, like the couch interview. Yes. Like four or five of them. I vaguely remember it. And uh, and he's like, well, what what if there's like a couple of lesbians? And uh, she's like, well, we we are lesbians. She's like, you guys are a bunch of let respect. I was like a big fan of your work. 
he's like, and they start getting like really awkward around him. And then he's like, no, for real, like just like pretend I's not here. Like just make yourself comfortable. Do whatever you like normally. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that dude. I love that dude. Man, I'm surprised he hasn't come out with a new character. I never I saw know. that one movie he did. What? No, uh, Bruno. Oh. Not Bruno. I didn't see that. I never finished that either. But that one that was actually like a film film. Oh, you know? the dictator. The dictator. That's it. Dude, that's pretty funny. Now I hear. I've heard that. It gets. It gets. It gets. It gets political at the end. Yeah, of course it does. God. But but it, it's 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 pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um, and what else did I do? If anything, um, I'm not sure I did anything else. I I watched some stand up comedian. Um. That uh, surprised me, threw me for a bit of a loop. Last watching last night, it was on Netflix. Can't remember his gentleman's name, but uh, I was a hundred percent convinced that this gentleman was homosexual. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was brilliantly funny, at least in the opening act. He started to actually. Then he declared he was straight at a certain point in the show. Yeah, he became less funny afterwards. Got really? A, yeah. Like, and, I, and I don't think it's me being like, well, this isn't as funny from a straight guy. I think it was like the material just wasn't as strong after that point. Huh. Uh, which I found interesting, but uh, he did this whole bit that he was, uh, it was funny. So he, uh, he had a headlight out. Yeah. He goes to AutoZone and he walks in and to get a headlight. And the moment he walks in, he sees this guy and the guy threw him for a loop. Cause he like came up like all sorts of energetic, like, Hey, welcome to AutoZone. Da, da, da. And he was like, and he had an eye patch. And he was like, and I don't feel like if you have an eye patch that you should just spring your presence on people. <laughs> He's like, He's like, you gotta let you gotta let it like slowly resonate. Like try to look at people from just your good eye at an angle for a while. And then once once you've gotten comfortable, then slowly turn your head all the way so they can see. <laughs> and like, you know, he's doing it to the crowd, right? And he's like, so but he was like, anyway, like I'm a comedian, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to not laugh at this guy with the eye patch. So I had to come up with a joke that would like help. So what I did was, I was like, want to hear the ironic thing? I'm here because I'm missing a headlight. And he's like, but the guy didn't catch it at all. He's like, it's not ironic at all, man. It's AutoZone. This is what we do. We look for headlights. <laughs> so like, anyway, he's like, he helps with the headlight. He's like, he's, he's checking me out at the register. And then he's like, oh, wait. The headlight was an eye joke, wasn't it? <laughs> and i was like yeah and he was like i was like look i'm a comedian by, by you know i'm a by trade comedian. yeah like I, i'm i'm sorry this and that and he's like well if you're a comedian let me i got now i get to make a joke at your expense now let me describe this gentleman he's maybe 90 pounds soaking wet yeah uh tall wearing tight pants a mm. tight like uh what is that type of sweater um uh, I don't know a V neck sweater. No, like one of those sweaters. Cashmere. Got like, got like the checkers in it. Like cardigan, 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 cardigan sweater. Yeah. And um, whatever, right? Tall, lanky, ropey cardigan sweater, wearing tight pant, having uh, well groomed man. And the guy goes, well, "You look like the type of night. You <laughs> you look like the type of dude that wear a nightcap to sleep." And he was like, "Yeah, whatever. Just bring me out, put it in the bag." And he was like, "But then." Ten minutes down the road, I was like, fuck. 
I do like the type. I do look like the type of guy that would wear my cap to sleep. <laughs> I don't even know what a type of guy that wear. You know, well, that. it's funny because that's what he starts talking about. He's like, I've never, I've literally never seen anyone wear a nightcap to sleep. But the more I think about it, if I were to imagine someone wearing one, like with like the long like cush ball at the end of it, like plush ball at the end, cush, <laughs> Freudian slip, plush plush ball at the end of the nightcap. Yeah, I would imagine someone like me. <laughs> anyway, it was it was pretty good. It was it was a pretty it was pretty good humor. Um, but I was yeah, I was I was absolutely sure he was gay. It's it's funny, man. My, my wife and I, I, uh, you know, my my work is. I mean, it's it's a it's a good distance, but but because of my hours, sometimes I stay stay away from home. Mm-hmm. And of course, all the snow, I ended up not coming home for like four or five days. So it's like. You know, get home, want to you know, get the kids to bed and whatnot. Want to spend some time with the wife, so we decide like, hey, let's watch a show or whatnot. So we get on HBO and um, Whitney Cummings they had like a comedy special or whatever that just came out. So we started watching it. Fucking horrible, man. Was it? Oh yeah, I mean, like it was like I was sitting there. I didn't laugh at like any jokes. And I'm and I'm looking at at my wife and I'm like I'm like you want to still watch? She's like, no, thank God. And it's just like he's like this is just man hate. Like the whole the whole thing is like man hate. And like the only one small thing that was somewhat uh, you know funny. And the only reason it was funny is because later my wife like referenced it mm. before some happy time. Is she made this joke about how like now like men are getting more violent with their portrayal of sex. Like you know back in the days like yeah I used to hit that yeah I just hit that and now it's like yo I just slaughtered that pussy <laughs> you know I just murdered that pussy and like that was somewhat funny and you know my wife said later like hey you want to murder it nice <laughs> you know but it, it was it was bad dude it's like like it it's like I, as I was watching it like you know it's it's. It's the only reason this is funny because like, she's a really attractive girl, and you know she—it's like this kind of very feminist anti-man thing. Because like if I—I I kind of feel like if a man got up on stage and did the the opposite, you know, well, well the same jokes but just flipped, you know, like I—I wonder—I don't think it had been as popular, you know. I don't think it'd been as—it had been a very low-brow comedy, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Not to say that there's not comedians that go out there and do that stuff. I'm sure there is, but it's like, it's like, uh, basically, it, females can make a very general male comedy, like all men are like this. But if there's like a male comedy about females, it's got to be a specific type, like yeah. dumb blondes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, <clears throat> it, it's it was it was interesting. I mean, you know, I just, just it's just funny. You know, well, just observation. Here's something else interesting, and it's on Netflix if you ever get the chance. I watched a documentary called Do I Sound Gay? Okay. Um, Dude, this is your third, you know, homosexual reference in the first ten minutes of the show. I know, I know. Hey, you want to talk to me, man? I know. I'm no, talking no, about no, something? I'm fine. Well, I, no, I, I love I, you, man. I will never you, judge you. If my wife ever leaves me, I'm definitely going gay. <laughs> I am. I am. I've, I've had it with, with women. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? If my wife ever decides that she's out of here, like uh, I'm just gonna find me a nice fella. Ho- hopefully, the, the hopefully the fella is like not into like the physical side of things. Like I just want a pal to play video games with. Is what it comes down I feel to. You. you ever seen that, that Married <laughs> with Children where uh, Peg starts dancing and it's like those two gay guys from the uh, Tracy Allman show? And like so, you know, Peg is out dancing with the husband, and the other husband comes to to, to Al, like cooks Al's dinner. 
sits down and watches football. He's like, I thought you meant soccer. He's like, soccer's for pussies. And Al's like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, we continue. Yeah, so it's called Do I Sound Gay, which is a documentary about the quote-unquote gay accent. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. It's done by a gay guy in New York. And um, I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting ready to bust your balls a little bit here, but um, so so he, I'm just gonna give you a warning because it's coming. Um, oh God! So he goes to like a, a a linguist or whatever, like a speech therapist, and she's helping him like completely decide you know what it is that's giving him because he's he says he feels like he lacks self confidence because he feels like you know if he goes into a job interview or you know. People are just going to be like, oh, my God, like, look how gay this guy is as opposed yeah. to, like, listening to what he's saying. Because he is, like, oh, my God, like, the, you know what I mean? Like, he is, yeah. you know, he was definitely hitting that nail on the head, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway, um, he was like, so what are some of the things? And she was like, well, she was like, F-. she was like, one of the things that homosexuals do is they overpronounce the last <laughs> syllable of a word. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Could that be a learned upbringing? You know, like, can that be a learned trait of my upbringing? Well, that's what I was gonna say. So, so like, so like, she, she was saying that most gay men, um, when they're younger, they identify a lot uh, with older women. It's like it's something they're not even cognizant of until they're older. Oh, that's funny, dude. So they end up patterning their pat patterning their speech after their mothers. Okay. Um, whereas most heterosexual men. Uh, end up pat- patterning their speech out of their fathers. Now, you had a homosexual person in your life when you were younger. Yes. It was around often. <laughs> and I'm guessing, and you looked up to this guy, you know, and I'm guessing. I mean, we could we could put it out there in the show. I don't care if people know. Okay. That's my, yeah, you. my dad's gay. So. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing. So you, know what's that, funny? you know what's funny now? It's like anybody listening to this show has been like maybe hating on us. Like these guys are these guys are homophobic and they're talking gay shit. Like I just robbed all of their yep. all of their ammo. They're like, God damn it! <laughs> it, it, it also, you know, like I like I was exposed to homosexual at a very young age and always got along fine with your dad. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I was like, I, I've been waiting to tell you about it, but I, I kept forgetting. Also, That's there's fun. one thing I've been continuing to forget every fucking week, and it's been driving me nuts. So I'm gonna get it out now. Pause. <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay. One of my big complaints about the Legacy, the Star Wars Legacy series, and I only have two books left, so I, I okay. should be able to give like a full review on it soon. They overuse the Star Wars speak in it. Okay. Like, you know, it's always like you can never tell anybody like, like get the hell out of here. It's always eat you to Slimo. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. oh come on. Anyway, I just find that obnoxious from a writer. It's so gay. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, well, man. while you're there, can I tell can I tell a funny story about your wedding? Okay, yeah, go for it. I use this story all the time um, because, like, you know, we we do still live in a world in a world where uh, you know gays have come a long way in their sense of social acceptance, but yeah, you know, they still get they still catch catch a hard one, so to speak. <laughs> Um, and, and I, I, I use this, this one example. Cause like, I'm always like, I'm like a friend of mine, his, his father's gay. And he's like, he's like, he, I was like on a personal level, he's cool as shit. Yeah. And I was like, and some of the things about like his gayness is so funny. So I use, all right. So Adam's getting married. He's getting ready to, uh, not walk down the aisle, but you were coming into the reception part. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
your, your father and, and, the, and the gentleman that he's with were getting ready to walk in. Again. Well, he's, he's married now, so his husband. I think right. Was, I think they were married. Uh, were they married at the time? I, I think they may have been, but it wasn't legally recognized. Yeah, I think they got married in Massachusetts. Right. So, yeah, okay. Continue. So, um, they're getting ready to walk down the aisle, and their arms are interlocked. And, you know, there's like a, there's like a matter of ethics to that shit, like one arm. <laughs> yeah. And your sister says, ha ha, so-and-so's the girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And they laugh, you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. They, well, you know, I like, mean, like, dude, like, it, it, you know, it's, it's, I guess, a, a little insight because, you know, it's, it's funny, man. Like, um, I gave the speech at my dad's reception, and, you know, it's, it's like an inter- it's an interesting thing, man, because, like, um, you know, my parents got married when they were super young. They were like, you know, sixteen, uh, fifteen and sixteen, and I was on the way. You know, anytime I talk to my dad about about this, he's like, you know, you know, when you're fifteen or sixteen. You don't really know it. You don't really understand sexuality. You know what I mean? No, I'm so not sure it, it I just, understand it's just it something, you know, and it was in the 80s. It's just something that gradually evolved and, you know, not gradually evolved. I think he knew he knew that he was different. But regardless, you know, I'm not going to speak for him. This is what, as I understand it. But, you know, he's always, you know, he feels kind of fortunate. Like he was, you know, kind of came out the time that he came out. And it's always been, you know, something that's, we just, it just is what it is, man. You know, it, you know, it's, it's an interesting subculture. And, uh, I remember I gave this, spe- I gave a speech at, uh, their reception and a lot of, a lot of their friends came up like, Hey, that's really, you know, that's re- it really, help, you know, I don't know. And I helped me out or, or fe- you know, cause some, you know, there's some people that, you know, had, had heterosexual relationships and had kids and whatnot. And, and, you know, they kind of, you know, hit the nail on the head. It's like, you know, relationships, you know, who you love is who you love. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, and it's, and it's one of those things where, it's funny, man, because I don't, I don't even like, I don't even get upset with people who hate on it. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, man, if you don't, you know, if you don't understand it, you don't do whatever. Who cares? I mean, you're you're just as right to have your feelings or or whatever about something, as long as you're not, you know, infringing on anybody else's, you exactly. know, freedoms. And we've talked about this before. Like, if you want to hate, you want to hate. But it's, it is funny, dude, because we always make this, we always make this joke, you know, the half gay joke. I think I even said that joke before on the podcast, because you know, like. <laughs> I mean, like, I, you know, my family, like, we were, we were raised going to, going to see show tunes, you know what I mean? And it was, like, one of those things where the only person who was surprised was my grandmother. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and you're, and you're a show tune knowing motherfucker. I am, know. dude. I am. But you know what? I love that shit, man. I, mean, I know, just, I know. It is, I know it is what do. it is. So, I'm very fun at karaoke. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that wraps up my nerd week. How about yours? Um, well... I'm glad that you asked. Oh, um, it's uh, well, the shows are back. Um, so I got a couple of shows to talk about. It's a couple of new ones that just released, but I want to jump back on Doctor Who. So I just finished. I'm I'm about to finish season four of Doctor Who. Um, and it it seems to be this um, they have like kind of this du- this double, like I don't want to say apex, but what what's the term in in you know, not crescendo. You know, before you had the big payoff, and then it kind of simmers down. What is that called? The the, the climax. Is the climax. Called. That's what I'm looking for. Jesus. So they they it seems like they always have like this pre climax of the show before they have their cliffhanger of the last episode, right? Um, it, it's a pattern that I've seen in, in this show. You, you kind of the, the show builds up to this one big thing, and then there's like two more episodes or three more episodes, the, the third to last one is kind of a, just a normal, like, you know, journey type episode, and then you have your two-parter with a climax before the end of the season, right? Mm-hmm. And so I haven't watched the last two episodes of, of the, the end of season four, but 
they kind of addressed in this big climax show the problems that I had with it that I discussed last time about like people dying and stuff like that. They actually kind of came back, and I and I feel bad now for saying it because they addressed all of my concerns and they kind of like huh. all of my criticisms. They addressed those criticism and criticized the doctor as well. Nice. Yeah. So like it, it actually hooked me in more. Like I'm glad that I had that experience and I and I discussed it. And you know it's very cathartic to like get that frustration out, but then the, them to come and realize, no, actually that's exactly how you're supposed to feel. You know, we are not we are not denying that. That's how you feel. Um, the show it, it's really good, man. It, it's got it's got some heart, and the doctor is like an interesting. He's just he's an interesting archetype, um, and I kind of feel, you know, not for nothing, he's almost like the British Superman. You know, like you know, or, or you know, like how Superman has his own like soul and life. You know. Uh-huh. And whatnot, he kind of feels like that. Like I, 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 I can feel this. You know, I'm not British, but I can, I can feel and and kind of see like this British pride of this character. This character's been around for, you know, I don't know, forty years or so, maybe longer. Yeah. And he's like, he's starting to like get wrapped up in the culture. You know, at least that's how it's portrayed through the show. Uh-huh. You know, and I understand like like the fanfare, um, you know, kind of obsession with him. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. pop culture obsession. It's yeah. good, man. Like. Like you know, I wouldn't recommend it to you, but not not anyway, not know how, um, because it it does have some of that drama in it, but it's a different kind of British drama, which you might you might you know get on, right? Um, but it it definitely has like the the there's a certain established silliness of it, and they, they don't you know they go with it 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 works, um, you know it's definitely. Some of it's definitely low budget at times, and I, you actually see how the budget of the show is it's, it's going up since the first season. But it's fun, you know, and you never know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? You might get, you know, mannequins that come alive because there's an artificial plastic that, you know, it's like robots. You know, it's something silly, but it's fun, man. Um, so let's talk about some new shows. Uh, the first one that I want to talk about, uh, pretty good. It's called Second Chance. Uh, I think there's two. We're two episodes in right now. Pretty cool premise. It's almost a Captain America, you know, type of archetype, um, but it, it's a little twist on it. Basically, this old man. He's a retired sheriff. He's kind of been um, uh, discredited for corruption. Uh, he's like in his 70s or maybe early 80s. His son's an FBI agent. Well, anyway, he gets he gets wrapped up in something that's going on with his son and the FBI gets murdered. And uh, these two twins who are like, basically they own Facebook. You know, they're like super rich. They're super young. The brother is a super genius. And the sister is sick. And the the brother is super introverted. Like he can't, he can't talk to any other humans. He can only talk to his sister. And he actually like invented a language. Like they call it twin speak. They, like he invented a language at the age six. And that's that's the first time he started talking, and he invented it with his sister. And by like age twelve, he was like writing code for like the Facebook program, you know. So super genius, super young, high in technology. So anyway, they find the body of you know they're they're searching for the body a body, and they found this old man. His name is Jimmy Prickett. Anyway, and they they have this tank that they basically bring him back to life uh-huh. because he has a similar genetic makeup as his, as his sister. And they can use his like blood and like you know basically like blood transfusions to help fight her cancer, but there's kind of this side effect with the tank, and it basically makes him Captain America. It gives him like Captain America powers, 
right? Um, so, you know, his, his senses are all enhanced. He's super strong, uh, heals, you know, really well. But the problem is the effects of the tank, he has to, like, regenerate in this tank, like, every 12 hours, right? So, basically, he, you know, he's this kind of, he's not a dirty cop, but, like, he's a cop that operates in that gray area. Like, hey, this is how the world works. Sometimes you got to, you know, deal with the criminal element to get to do the right thing. And so it's kind of like going to be one of those crime dramas where he's going back. He's like, he's working with his son, the FBI agents. You know, he, he's, I'm not going to ruin to see how he exposed the FBI agents. Son kind of, you know, thinks something's going on. And basically the, the it seems like the effects of them, the twins uh, bringing him back to life has had some, has had a, a cascade, of, like a chain effect of different things. And they're like, oh, wow, we, we kind of, you know, we fucked up some shit doing this. So the sister kind of feels obligated to let Jimmy go out there and be, you know, kind of be this, you know, sheriff. And I think it's in Portland. They're in either Portland or San Francisco. I can't recall. So, you know, basically he, it, it's like this kind of superhero type, uh, you know, show. But it's, it's interesting. You know, it's, it's a new right. take on that kind of archetype because he is old, you know, like, like Captain America. But he's not like a goody two-shoes like Captain America. He's kind of like a dirtbag, you know, but not a dirtbag. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking. You know the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So second chance, recommend it. Check out a season uh, episode or two. The next one is is I, I don't know about this one, bro. It's like if I had to label it, it's probably everything you hate about comic book TV shows, <laughs> like wrapped into wrapped into one suspect. Which one is it? It's DC Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, I saw part of it. Oh my god. I was uh I was I was somewhere I was at work I think and they somebody had it on and uh I was I was watching it for a bit and then I was like, Oh god. Uh, Cap- Captain Cold dude can't dude, can't can't get into him, man. <laughs> that guy is just a fucking bummer to me. You know what's funny, dude, is like I, I he's he's the he's like the funniest one uh, to me. Like I I enjoy him just because it's so over the top. Like when you know I, I mean? see his face, I immediately like I check out. Like, oh, <laughs> oh God, he's so serial. Yeah, I, mean, I do. I love him. I love him. It's it's like it's over the top for over the top sake. Like he's all in. He's all in that ridiculous character, and I admire that. You know, I'm not gonna half-ass this. I'm gonna go full retard. Uh, you know, the premise of the show is interesting. You know, I I want to see what what they do with it. The kind of cool aspect of it is like. They're not legends. They're basically all losers that time forgot. And yeah, so, that was cool. Like the, the yeah, that like their, their death will be meaningless. Or yeah, anything. their so, death and life. Like, right. They won't ever do anything that's meaningful, which I don't think is true for the Adam. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like everybody else, I'm like, yeah, okay. And you know, and at one point, you know, Captain Cold's kind of got to go back and and be a, a pain in the ass for Barry. Um, but you know what? It's funny because even that relationship is is kind of. Is is within canon? Like all 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 of the Flash's rogue gallery, like they kind of have like a code. Like they they don't necessarily kill people. Um, you know they try not to kill people, and you know it's it's kind of like he's he's got like the you know Batman's got the 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 most crazy maniacal you know, Hannibal Lecter type people, and you know Barry's kind of got like you know what you know we're we're kind of teenagers with the with the with a gun. I guess it's a bad analogy. You know, we're, we're kind of, you know, we're, we're not responsible enough for our, our superpowers and we're going to go and steal and beat people up and whatnot. But, you know, they're not, they're not fucking to- total sociopaths. You know what right. I mean? Right. And so that was kind of, that's kind of, you know, 
you know, in, in the same, same realm as, and you might not like that about, about the Flash's road gallery. You know, that well, might be, where that might be something. drop in, because I, I, you know, I'm not up to date, but is that, that's the new fire, that's Firestorm 2, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Did they explain where he came from, or they just say, well, no, you remember in, in a Flash, how, uh, how Firestorm went out there and, and like, separated? Yes. All right, so, Ronnie is missing, he's gone, you don't know what happened to him, he's assumed dead. And the doctor started to, because he wasn't connecting with Firestorm, like I guess he was having some kind of like energy feedback. So they had to find somebody who uh, had the same makeup as him or as Ronnie, um, that was exposed to the blast, and they found the new Firestorm. And they were able to merge, mm-hmm. so it's, it's like to save the doctor's life. And there was another guy who was a candidate as well, and you know he was he was bad, bad. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, good to go with that. Supernatural's back, and uh, I'm digging this season of Supernatural, man. It's it's fun. Um, oh shit, I forgot that. Well, let me finish Supernatural again the next one, and uh, it, it's just some interesting take on the characters. I I almost think that they they might be planning this to be the last season. They have not confirmed they're going to get a season twelve. Uh, and don't get me wrong, man. I can I can watch that show forever. There's always more monsters and and more mythology out there that they can tap into. This last episode, they did Banshees. We've never seen Banshees in, you know, 11 years of this fucking show. But it's good. The boys are doing this thing. It's it's the, you know, the right, uh, the right mix of comedy and, uh, and whatnot in this episode. So check it out, guys. Um, but my favorite new show right now, and this is based off a comic book, and I would suggest that you watch this, man, is Lucifer. Star and- of the morning. I'm going to chase you out of Earth. Uh, dude, this... Uh, the, the the dude who is cast as Lucifer is fucking perfect. Is it like uh, Constantine Lucifer? No, dude. It's well, no, no, no. I don't think. I think the comic book Lucifer is not based on Constantine Lucifer. I don't. I mean, know. I know it's a dark horse. Is, is story. it Lucifer? Oh, okay, it's a dark horse property. I, I believe so. Because there's a Lucifer in Sandman too. I think it might be that Lucifer then. Uh, you know what? Only if there's a box. <clears throat> I'll look it up. You you talk. Okay. Anyway. You know, the show, the premise of the show is basically Lucifer is like, you know what? I'm not going to run hell anymore. I'm done with that. And he rolls. And so apparently he's been topside for several years. He owns a nightclub in L.A. And he just basically is like, you know, living living a human life. Uh, and, it, and apparently, um, you know, angel, you know, angel comes down. It's not an angel that you know, you know, not an archangel that you know. And. And he's very threatening to Lucifer, and it makes you feel like I guess he doesn't really have his powers when he's on Earth, or he's you know doesn't have his wings. He's not like a power. He's not an angel anymore, or archangel anymore. It's from the Sandman. Okay, but uh, you know, basically, he's like, you need to go back to hell. You know, that's you know that's the job that you know Dad gave you. Um, and he threatens Lucifer, and he's like, go ahead, you know, kill me. You know, I'm sure Dad would love that. So. You know, you, you kind of get this idea that when he's not in hell, all the demons and the bad souls or whatever, basically hell's not running without him. So, but you don't know, uh, to, and I'm just assuming, you don't know to what level. But anyway, so there's a, a human woman, human woman, redundant, <laughs> um, who, for whatever reason, he took a fancy to and kind of like pushed her, her pop career forward. And he didn't do this like a deal like for her soul or a deal for whatever. She just worked for him at a bar. For some reason, he liked her. You don't really know why. And he introduced her some, to some people. And but she's a hot mess, right? She's got 
you know, drug problems. She's been married a couple times, whatnot, and and he's like, listen, I want you to do me a favor, just get your life straight, you know. Like, and he's sincere about this. Um, so she go, he, he walks, he's walking her outside, and she gets uh, assass, like a drive by, and she gets assassinated, and like he finds the dude who killed her, and basically he's he's uh, you know wants revenge for her death, and he doesn't know why he wants revenge. So anyway, the officer who's in charge of the investigation, for some reason, she is not, um, you know, affected by his power, and the only power that he has is people, when they meet him, they want to tell him his their deepest, dark desire. They can't help themselves, you know? So, you know, it's like, oh, man, I really want my, you know, my girlfriend to shove that champagne bottle up my ass. You know, whatever it is, you know what I mean? <laughs> And uh, it's kind of funny. This is a level of comedy in it. So he's basically doesn't think that the LAPD is going to do the investigation. So he's like, fuck it. I'll just do it myself. Runs into this cop. He kind of talks her into, you know, let me help you with this. She helps him, you know. They become enemies and they become friends and now they're partners type of thing. So it's kind of whatever. Um, but there's more to it than you know. But I just, I love the way the show, I love the flow of the show. The guy who played Lucifer is cool. He's got this like charm and this charisma. He's kind of a jackass. But then there's at points and times he can turn on, I'm the fucking devil. And, you know, there's, there's, at the, you know, you're in the middle of it. And you're like, God, this guy, you know, he's pretty cool. I, I, you know, this guy's like, you know, he seems like a, a, a bar owner in LA. Uh, this very suave British accent is just the style. And then, you know, there's, there's some parts where he turns on the, you know, I'm fucking Satan. And you're like, oh shit! You almost forget. You know, it kind of draws you back in. So, I am interested interested to see where that show goes. The pilot was great. Give it a check out. Really, you know, give it a thumbs up. Really, really helps, helps us out. out. Yeah. So that was good. Arrows back. I don't really have anything to talk about on that one. It, it is what it is. Yeah. No, no big, no big deal. Um. In um, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, guys, that show is keeps on getting better and better. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And of course, Family Guy. Family Guy's back, but it kind of is what it is. You don't really need to talk about Family Guy episodes. No. So. So, let me think. What else? What else new is coming I, on in Nerd Week? Well, I have a bit of a quiz for you. Well, can, let, me, let me just make sure. Let me go through my nerd repertoire. Okay. Been airbrushing the shit out. Oh, new 40k stuff coming out for Space Wolves. Wolfins are back. So I'm about to dump a couple, you know, hundred bucks on that shit. And I think that's it. I do want to talk about making a murder though, because I finished that. Okay. We can okay. do that. We can do that after the quiz. No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, are you sure? You want to yeah. get into this? This might this might take a while. No. no, no. All right. So, finish making murder, guys. I I highly suggest the show. Um, it's it's alarming. Uh, I I agree with your your concept of uh, you know kind of proves against the whole the whole white privilege because he definitely wasn't privileged at all. Um, but yeah, dude, I I don't. I really don't think that guy did it. You know what I mean? Nor I. Um, I, I just, and I, I definitely don't think the nephew did it. I think that's like the, the most tragic part. And it was interesting because uh, you, you made some comments before, but the nephew's public defender or public pretender, as you as you <laughs> said it, um, he, you know, he was so negligent in his defense and the fact that he actually helped the prosecution. He was helping the, the detectives. Yep. 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 Um, I think that that guy and the guy he hired, the investigator he hired, should be thrown in jail. And there's, there's, I, I can't imagine why he wouldn't have had a mistrial. You know what I mean? They would have overturned the conviction because of that. Um, there were so many instances that that both trials should have been thrown out. It, it just, it blows my mind, and I can't, I can't imagine how much those people hate 
I can't imagine how much those, that community hates that guy that they would do what they did to him. You know what's funny is um, when they showed the public pretender for the first time. Yeah. My wife, like, you know, without saying, like, what he done or anything, like, the very first time his face hit camera, my wife was like, that guy's a fucking weasel. Yeah, he looks like a weasel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, I just feel like, I feel like, I feel like it's, uh, I'm glad that you finished it, but I feel like, I feel like we don't have any, necessarily any new ground to cover on it. Yeah. yeah I'm it, it's, it's disturbing. I actually want to go back and watch it again. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's Netflix crazy. is killing it, man. I hope they do more documentary series and, yeah. uh, and whatever. I think we're, we're going to fucking, is it Daredevil? They got planned to compete with. Batman vs Superman, I think. Yeah, I think it's coming. No, I think I thought Daredevil's coming out in February. Yeah, I think it's late February. So okay. like, it'll, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, it seems to be like this cat and mouse game going on with DC and Marvel. You know what, man? I'm not, I'm not really happy with the the fuck Marvel, fuck DC, back and forth. Like, I, I get like Henry Cavell and and um and uh, what's his face? They had like yeah, Affleck had those shirts on, and I'm like, that's kind of beneath you guys. You know what I mean? Is that confirmed? Or it might be a Photoshop. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's true. It could be a Photoshop. Yeah, I, I, I would hope that they're, you know, more grown up than that. You know, like, because oh, this I, is so, most of it this is so provocative. Like, most of it seems like a, uh, like a, uh, like a tongue in cheek kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, That'd make which I'm, which I'm kind of okay with because DC and Marvel kind of always have had that. I remember Marvel used to call themselves something. Um. Like, it was something, like, way back in the day. It was, like, Marvel Comics defeating competition. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something that was, the acronym was DC. Yeah. It was, like, shitting on DC. Like, you know, it's always been, like, a little bit of a, a game. I guess. Um, well, you know, I, I want to say one thing about Batman Superman real quick. I mean, we're going to talk about the trailers, but before we get into that, because I keep on forgetting, I really find myself rooting for Batman more, you know? And I don't know why. It, it, like, like it, it's... You know, if you had to pick, like who you want to win, you know, you you would you know you would assume that you want Superman to win because he's kind of like you know trying well, I, to do the, I do guess, the right thing. except like, Superman is the right choice. Yeah, you know I mean, but, yeah. but Batman is the favorite character, you know. So is that? I mean, is that is that the I simple think, reason? I think that's how simple it is. You know, it's funny. I talk to people, and it's like, am I just am I just picking the winning side because I know that Batman's gonna you know right right, gonna right lock up Superman somehow some way. I think um, it's just that you know it's fucking Batman. Yeah, yeah like, but it's we- isn't it weird though how that that a character can like? Well, I think it's just because you know the character's so loved. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, but Superman's loved too. You yeah, know? no, I'm saying by us. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you I know? hear you. I hear you. It's just it's funny to me, man. Um, so uh, last week you quizzed me on '80s, uh, mostly '80s cartoons, mm-hmm. um, or '80s TV shows. And since we, uh, since I, I, since you are the sitcom guy, I'm oh. doing I'm doing '80s sitcoms. Today. <laughs> Is it music? Yes. Oh, shit. So uh, I'm going to play these, and uh, we'll use this first one because it's an easy one probably for you um, as a volume tester. Okay. All right. So let me know if you can hear this. Quantum leap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have to get to the. Go ahead and play the whole thing, though. Let's just. Let's just... Uh, I already got it. Just oh, much. no. There's no going back. <laughs> um, Here we go. 
years. Yeah. <laughs> I used to hate you. My, my grandmother loved it. Oh, um, you wanna go. How about how about this one? If your vision gets blurry, let me know. I'll stop it. Cosby Show. Cosby Show season four. <laughs> season two. <laughs> I'll take it. Um. Oh, season four is that like that crazy like jazz freestyle. Jazz Matez. Yeah. All right, here we go. There's different strokes. Yes. Okay. You know, um. Uh, Gary Coleman. Yeah. You know when he died. Died of different strokes. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, for the for, for the. I, I, no, hold on, man. I made that joke when it first happened, man. Oh God, go ahead though. Died of multiple aneurysms. Yeah. Doctor saying it's different. You know, Doctor saying yeah. it's different strokes. That's right. All right, here we go. Fucked up. can't really hear that one. That's really right, low. Let me, let me, let me, I'll back it up. This is tough. I, th- I feel like I know it, though. Huh? I feel like I know it. Is there any more? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not sure if it changes up a whole lot, but it, there's, a, there's at least 45 seconds more. <laughs> Let's go ahead and play it. one <laughs> hold on hold on fuck god damn it i'm gonna i'm gonna hate myself for this too aren't i no i don't know probably um can you give me a genre um it was kind of, it was kind of less sitcom more of a drama Okay. Um, but it definitely had a sitcom element. Any clue? Uh, it was about a uh, uh, a young a young lad, young man, mm-hmm. uh, pretty wise for his age. Wise isn't the perfect descriptive word, but I feel. <sighs> My brother, the computer, or some shit like that. It would kind of continue with our gay theme for the day. Oh, Doogie Howser, MD. <laughs> Funny story about that. So, um, that I theme, knew it. I used to watch that show, though, man. Yeah, that theme song. Um, I, so when I was in elementary school, I, I was in chorus uh, in school. Cause, well, cause I was Some will brag about it, not you. Because I was super cool and popular. But <laughs> uh, because I also had a lovely singing voice. And, <laughs> um, like, uh... and, 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 
at any rate, they uh, the 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 music teacher, her name was Miss Bottom Miller. Uh, she was like she, she was like super excited about the synthesizer. Mm-hmm. So she was like she was like I'm going to use this instrument. Some of you may recognize it as the as the instrument they use in the theme of Doogie Howser. It may very well be the same synthesizer that I have. Like she was very proud of it. <laughs> All right, here we go. I want to say like family ties or something. Yes, sir. Is it? <laughs> yes, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, Michael J. Fox was the coolest. <laughs> All right, here we you go. You didn't want to be Michael J. Fox in second grade. Yeah, not, I don't Not this you. guy. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, shit. You know, I wish there was a uniform volume format for YouTube. Yeah. Here we go. Fuck, I know this one, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> All right, hold on, let me think about it. Can you play it again from the beginning, man? From the top. <laughs> and a one, and a two. Damn it! I, 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 Cameron was in it. Yeah. Um, that guy became growing an, pains. Growing yeah, that pains. Became, that guy became an asshole, didn't he? Yeah, he got like super religious, man. Is yeah. it growing pains? Right? That was yeah. the name of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah! All right, all right. This, is, this is an easy one. This is easy. It wasn't easy for me. <laughs> I'm saying this one isn't easy. Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, uh, Laverne and Shirley. Right? Laverne and Shirley. Huh? Laverne and Shirley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. This one's hard. This one's hard because in your head, it maybe be it's hard. In, in my head, like when I, when I, like, like I had specific shows I wanted to look the themes up of. Yeah. When I got to this one, I was like, this is it? Really? Yeah. But here it is. Mr. Belvedere. Huh? Is it Mr. Belvedere? No. Oh, keep going then. Murder, she wrote? Yes. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, this one's next to impossible, but I had to do it. Yeah. All right. 
Any clue? I don't know, man. It's Falcon Crest. Oh. Uh, you know, it's like you requested that before. I should have I should have listened yeah, to it. Yeah, you should have done some homework. So, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, though. Uh, any any aspiring rappers out there? This is the sample you want to take right here. That right there. Match <laughs> that right up. Um, oh, this one I'm going to save for last. Uh, this one. Uh, all right, this one's a little tricky. Uh, there, there, there's there's some dead giveaways though. I can't really hear it, man. It's uh, really it's muffled. Rescue 911. Oh, okay. I never watched that show. No shit. That, like, was that in the 70s? I don't know. I, I remember watching it. I remember watching it in my lifetime. Maybe it was recorded. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Now, that's Mr. Belvedere. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, that's the song that like what it's it weird, man. Whenever my wife was pregnant, like she like I would sing that song, like just doing that sound, and she'd get it in her head forever. Like she like couldn't get out of her head. She's like, God damn, Mr. Belvedere, you know? All right. Here I and I, I, I have another quiz lined up, not for today, but for another day. But it's a brilliant you know, a different concept. Uh huh. But here here we got a couple, we got three more to go. All right. Falky. Yeah, Falky, buddy. Perfect Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. This one, um, this one is, is kind of muffled, but uh, let's see if you can grab this one. Anything? Mm, that one again. Just he said, just trust tomorrow. Yeah. Don't get caught up in the lyrics. I can tell you that much. I don't know, man. It's a uh, sidekicks. I don't even know what that one was. It was like with Ernie Rise Jr. He was like an adopted kid. Um, you remember Ernie Rise Jr. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah of yeah. course. Um, every that was another kid that everybody wanted to be in the eighties. Um, he's bad as little ninja. He was like an adopt. He was like adopted by like a white family, and but he was like a kung fu master. Also, I don't remember that man. Really? I remember the Sidekicks movie with Chuck Norris and that kid from that uh, underwater sea show that killed himself. 
Mm. Well, here, and this is the last one. This okay. used to come on. This used to come on after sidekick, so you may not get this. Oh, one. <laughs> probably not going to get it then. <laughs> but this was epic. Is it a comedy? No. No, not not really. Hold on, let me think. It sounds familiar. I yeah. don't know. What what is it? Sledgehammer. Oh, I, I was gonna say hammer. That is a comedy. Was it? The cop, yeah, the con that that was gonna be my guess. With the cop with the uh like yeah, like that that big ass magnum. Yeah. yeah Sledgehammer yeah, yeah. is definitely is definitely a comedy. Oh uh, dude. I, Fuck. I should have just said I was gonna say hammer, but yeah, sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that that's funny. Like the last the last episode, like he he like was gonna disarm a nuclear bomb and blew it up. <laughs> that was the last episode. Well, his um his, his like that was his name. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like first name Sledge, last yeah. name Hammer. Yeah, dude, that, that was totally a comedy, man. Uh, I mean, I, I barely remember. I just, I remember the show. You just come on right after Sidekicks. You probably saw Sidekicks. I don't. I can't remember Sidekicks, man. Um. So yeah, that's it. That's it for today. But I do have, I do have another one that's so good, not music related, um, but definitely audio related. That's gonna be a real a hoot. <laughs> I was waiting for the greatest American hero. No. Nah. Uh, or secret identity. Nah. Eh, nothing in there. Nah, don't don't be critiquing my my. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So, um, all right, so we got tons of news. First off, yeah. um, dude, I want to talk about Batman vs. Superman TV spots. All right, well, let's get in. Let's do all of that shit first, then. Um, um, I, dude, that, you know, if there's even 1% chance, dude, that, that is the Batman that I've wanted. That is that is the, that's the kind of Batman, that, that drive, that confidence. Um, I'm fucking feeling Ben Affleck in that scene. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. I mean, it, like it, it, it is it's getting me excited. And uh, what do you think about the Omega symbol? For uh, uh, you know, I think I think that's part of that vision. You know. Yeah. Um. People people have been getting carried away with that. I think that like we were all we were all okay mm-hmm. with it with it being like a, a a dream, and now people are like, it's confirmed. I don't think it's confirmed. I, I think it. I no, think I'm it's saying a, that it's confirmed. Uh, you know, a, a hint of dark side. I think that it's some kind of premonition. Um, that is being pushed on Batman by somebody. You know, I mean, somebody with you know dark mystical powers, uh, or it could be a premonition that Wonder Woman's getting. You know, well, no, I, I know. I'm, what I'm saying is, is that now, like, like a couple weeks ago, everybody felt this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now this week, we see this image, and it's like Dark Side's in the movie. It's like, well, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But but I, even, I think we're gonna get a Thanos scene like Avengers. Yeah. No, I think that we might we may get that, or maybe just the glowing eyes. Yeah. Uh, so, did you read this article about him being okay with killing people? Uh, I didn't read it, but we talked about it before. Yeah, we've talked about it conceptually, but not in not yeah. in real like something's gonna happen that makes um, this okay. Let me. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll read it real quick. Sure. Sure. Um. 
so the, the title of the article, now you know how articles are these days, especially Scream Crush. God, I fucking hate clickbait bullshit. It's a crying shame that Marlon Wayne's locked down the title Fifty Shades of Black for his low rent spin. That could have been entirely apt labeled super serious intentions. Recent interview with Empire Magazine. Okay, here it is. Uh, ben Affleck played Batman, but he clarified the new Ben Affleck played Batman will be a murderer. No, really. This is the quote. Mm -hmm. Batman is not giving people a chance. He is more than a vigilante. He has become not only the cop, if you will, he has also become the jury and executioner. Yeah. He's older and he's seen the worst of what man can do. He's been darkened by it. He's tougher. He's angrier, I guess. He's still lost those that are near and dear to him and not necessarily from old age or disease. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it, man. Like I said before. I like that shit. I mean, it's just like... I like get man. I don't like it. For, for me, like, it's a defining attribute of that character. For me, it's on the level of him getting over the death of his parents. Um, yeah, I hear you, man. But, like, like he's killed people. He's killed people before. Like, here, here's the thing that pisses me off, right? It's like, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to kind of call you out on this, too. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make it personal, so don't get, don't, don't get defensive. But it's like, it's all right for him to kill people in the dark night, even just because he's like, I don't kill people. It's my one rule. But like, he kills people through the whole thing. Like, go watch the, bat, the Batman body count video, you know? Who, who, um, all, who I mean, but, what, I mean, what like, are you talking about? It's like there's a video called Batman. No, Batman. I know, I know that video, but I'm saying in that movie. But, but what I'm saying is, is like, is like Batman has killed people before. I know, but I've, I've and, had a and problem nobody, with that shit too. And nobody has ever, and nobody is, we never had a problem between Batman, Batman Returns, true. Batman Forever, That's and Batman and Robin. That's not true. I, well, maybe I, back then when I didn't know, when I maybe didn't know who the character was. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I'm not even sure when I saw Batman and Robin if I gave a shit that he got over his parents' death. Um, I was just like more madness, more capes, yeah. And lights, and yeah, yeah, more bat nipples. Yeah, um, but... you know, and like you know, I think he's killed. Pe didn't he kill people in the Dark Knight Returns, the comic? Not that I recall. Like he didn't even kill the Joker. You know what I mean? Like no, Joker. he did kill the Joker. He breaks no. the Joker's neck. No, he didn't. The Joker breaks his own neck. Does he? Yep. Mm -hmm. You go back and watch that. I read it. I read it. I thought he, I thought he shot one of the cops though. No, they, they, they get into a big fight in the tunnel of love, which mm -hmm. is. Fun. Well, yeah, I know that. I know that. Awesome. Um, I forget what happens, like the, the wrecks or whatever. They end up on this thing, and Joker's laughing at him, and then snaps his own neck. Yeah, but he didn't he already mortally wound Joker. You don't know the nature of the wound, but Joker was alive until Joker put himself in a position to crack his neck. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just for me. That's just like for for me. It's like that is. For him, that's the and I had a problem with it when he killed Two Face. Like that is my one big problem with Dark Knight. Like I don't. I mean, I, he killed Two Face. He killed whoever was driving that fucking uh, dump truck. Mm -hmm. He killed Talia Al Ghul. He I don't think. Yeah, and you know, I don't think he killed her. Yes, he did. She's dead. No. She, no confirmation. She's no confirmation on that. Dude, she, she like her back. She's folded in half, dude. She's like not her, folded in half. I just watched it recently. She's not folded in half like, at all. She's 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 she's, she's in a driver's seat. Sitting. Well, problem. she he, he killed the guy. He killed the guy that was driving the vehicle. Shot yeah, him I don't, off. I don't, I don't like that either. But I don't like it. Okay, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, it's like, like it's happened before, you know. And like, all right. So my beef is, it happens. It's happened before. 
And you know? this, that word executioner yeah. is, is a very different it, – it, you even I, said – the last time we talked about this, you even said, I mean, I'm not okay with him executing people. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But like – but we don't know the, the context that they're using that word in mm-hmm. until we see the movie. You know, like if he, if he, like if he is just, you know, putting a, pulling out a, a 45 and putting it at people's temple and pulling the trigger. Yeah. I got a problem with that. That's an executioner. You know what or I mean? Sword. Huh? Sword. Yeah, or a sword. Um, but like if, if it's one of those things where, you know, there's collateral damage, it causes people the loss of life. Yeah. I'm okay with it. it causes bad guys loss of life. I'm good. You know? I'm, I'm, I'm just and, like, he, and here's the other thing too is like we don't know if they're talking about the dream sequence where we see him actually break true, somebody's neck. True. I'm just and, saying and that. So I'm that just, might be the context of it. Like he's been true. taken too far, you know. And like and, and and back to the original thing. If it's like you have to kill this person or the world blows up, I hope Batman kills that person. You know. See, yeah, it's, 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 see to me, like you know, we 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 had this exact discussion. Yes. But to me, you know, what makes Batman Batman is that Batman finds a way. What if there's no other way? What if it's a dichotomy? It's there, either, it's there, this there, or that. There's always a way. But there's not. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if, what if in this circumstance there's not? But that's what I'm saying is that 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 option doesn't exist to Batman. Yeah. Batman finds a way. Like that's what makes him him. Is he does the impossible. That's uh, a superpower. I'm not the the what you call seems to be the other article that we set aside seems to be a, f- a fucking screen rant. Screen rant does this shit all the time, but it's it's just it's a recap of that review that you read. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Shoot. Do you think that it is the events that take place in this movie that leads Suicide Squad to their mission? Um, I would imagine yes. I would too. I would too. But I'm trying. I was. I was trying to piece that together in my mind. So we don't know who the Suicide Squad bad guy is yet. I think somebody uh, the tattoo tattoo man. Which I hope is not the case. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, I hope not. Because he's part of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so I, I'm guessing it has to be. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, in, in order to tie all these universes together, unless it's out of... Because, like, well, let, let me put it... Let me, let me, I'll tell you what. Until we get closer, until we see Batman vs. Superman, let me ask the, que- the same question on a smaller level. Okay. Do you think, timeline-wise, this takes place after that movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, and then the only other Batman versus I, I do think that there will be a significant amount of flashbacks that happen before Superman. Wait, wait, say it again. I, I do. Okay. Think okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. Th- there will be a significant amount of flashbacks. I, I bet you will see flashbacks that are ten years prior to Man of Steel. Would be my guess. You also found that Iron. Uh, was Iron Studios Batman figure? Uh huh. I'm guessing that's a figure. Or it's I a think statue. it's a statue. It could be a statue. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it looks good. And his head doesn't look stupid. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, and I think that's it for Batman vs Superman. I, I am uh, you know, I, I am I am looking forward to seeing it. Have a uh, like if you're if you're needle. You got a needle that's swaying back and forth between, you know, excited and not excited. Has the last couple clips no. bumped that needle no. at all? Still the same? Still the same. I told you, in order for me to get, to get out of the zone, I'm in with it. Yeah. I, I need a I need a, a a third trailer. Okay. Like where the tone is right, because now I'm just I'm fifty fifty. Like I'm, I'm I'm literally right on the wall. 
So I don't know. Uh, other, well, one thing I, I did want to talk about while we're on the toy thing is that they showed pictures of the, uh, we got some turtles, some new turtle toys. Yeah, man, they're like straight out of the cartoon. Yeah, they're SH Figuarts. Well, there's two sets. So SH Figuarts released more images of their animated turtles. Mm-hmm. God, they're going to be so good, man. Like, I, Figuarts makes a brilliant figure, and their lightness is like spot on. I, I think I'm in for all four. I, you know what, man? Like, I, I like the ones that you have that are like the comic books. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Um, and not that I don't love the cartoon, but it, it's not my... It's it's not the not most my favorite turtles, right? Right, right. Visually interesting turtles to me, right? Um, so I'm I'm like like the goofy smile that Donatello has, and like the big D on his belt. I mean, they look good. They, they look like, I mean, it's like the same thing the masterpiece did, the same thing the master universe. Right. They're taking that early concept and just bringing it to like the modern technology of what they can do yeah. with toys. Um, so I mean, if you're if you're in for that, I mean, yeah, it's it's they're gonna be great. It looks super poseable. It looked just like the cartoon, but it's just not my my favorite look of the turtles. Yeah. Um, it's very safe look of the turtles. Agreed. And you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Now, spoilers about the new turtle movie. If anybody gives that much of a shit about the new turtle movie, um, so Toy Fair is coming, and I'm looking forward to the Nerd Rage, the first Nerd Rage Toy Fair coverage. We should go there. We should. Where's it at? New York. Not that far away. No, I mean it probably won't happen this year, but I, I, I'm sure we could apply for press press passes for next year. Yeah. Um. So. They, uh, so toy picks are starting to pop up, right? And one of the pictures that they've shown is of this new movie, uh, line of toys, and there's two play sets. Ooh. One of the Turtles Lair, mm-hmm. it's like, which is like four stories or something. Fucking, I would have been a kid in a candy store if I was, yeah, man. you know. And then the other one is a, a Technodrome play set. Yep. So that's, uh, I mean, it, yeah, uh, what you call a toy detox? Shout out to that as a, a, a podcast run by Bree. Well, we got the Krang photograph too. Tyler, L. yeah, t- yeah, Krang. Well, we 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 knew Krang was in it though. We did get confirmation of that, but 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 we didn't know it was going to be the human suit. Yeah, it looks like we're getting the human suit. And actually, it, it looks like awesome. it looks like some promo art that I've seen. But Krang looks like a mixture of the brain and like octopus. Yeah, like I octopus agree. tentacles. I agree. So, um, but uh. They introduced, and I heard Kevin Smith use this terminology too. So, uh, Toy Detox and Kevin Smith may need to battle out in a legal suit. But the this term "toilers," yeah. Um, but it is funny that it is kind of becoming a thing. Like yeah. we're like you know toy releases are starting to spoil, like Ray with the lightsaber and uh, this t- Technodrome, and you know potentially Lex in the power suit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's, to me, it's just an interesting thing. It's pretty cool, man. I'm I'm excited about that movie. I am too, man. Like I, I just think it, I I just think it's gonna be good fun. It's gonna be now. Don't get me wrong. It's gonna be one of those films like, oh shit, Turtles comes out this weekend. You know, I'm not like counting down that like you know we're eleven a day we're eleven days away from you know fucking uh, Deadpool. Yeah. So or whatever, not eleven days, fifteen days, sixteen days. Um, you know, counting that down. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm be like, dude, midnight showing you down. I got the seven forty tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the um, and I think the last, uh, I'm not gonna say last, but one of the last pieces of toy news is uh, these these GoBots. Yeah. That now we saw pictures of these last year, but now we're getting color images of them, of these like they're Bondi, uh, like masterpiece GoBots. And they transform. Yeah. 
That's crazy. They're huge. Yeah, but I don't think they're that big. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I think the pictures are misleading. Um, huh. But I like I'm just in for like the main six. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I could get a uh, leader one turbo and scooter, and then get cop tour crasher and psych kill, I'm yeah. good. We well, got this. Uh, you got this. Um. Sideshow collectible Skeletor statue. Yeah, it's. Uh, I thought it was at first. I thought it was it was sideshow. At first, I thought it was a, a one twelve scale figure. Yeah, six scale figure. Yeah, but it's not. It's a statue. It was beautiful, but it's. Dude, did you watch that Fall of Grayskull fan film? I haven't. I haven't. I need to put it. So it's so bad. Like I, yeah. you know what, man? Like I feel bad because. Well, let me say one thing that, that that's kind of upsetting to me. There, there's two two females in it. You know, Tila and Evelyn, right? And they're both attractive girls, right? But they're not Hollywood skinny. They got a little, you know, little shape to them. Yeah. But, like, it's funny, dude, because I'm like, oh, wow, she looks kind of pudgy. And she's not pudgy at all, but I'm so used to looking at this, like, super trim, like, 0% body fat women in, like, film that it was jarring to see a natural woman. You know, yeah, you know I watched a movie, uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin. Okay. Have you seen this? It's on Netflix. No, no, I haven't. Um, Fucking Netflix. Yeah, this podcast is sponsored by Netflix. Yeah, no shit. It's quite good, but what I liked most about it was like you know obviously there all the the actors and actresses are wearing makeup and shit, but the makeup is meant to look real. Yeah, and like it was just it was just you know what like I gotta admit it was nice to just see normal human beings. Yeah. Yeah. On this fucking movie, it was a good movie too. That's like one thing that I liked about Mad Men. Is you is I remember when they were originally casting for Mad Men, there was kind of a, a funny thing because they were looking for people with no plastic surgery, no fake boobs, like they're looking for real people, and I believe that whole cast had like a real look to them, you know. And yeah. not to say that they couldn't get dolled up like anybody else, but I, I you know besides you know John Hamm, he's just a beautiful man, um, you know they all were like real people, and you know what's her face Christina, uh, something with the H, you know she's kind of like this voluptuous beauty, you know. That was very from that period. And I, like I, I enjoyed that as well. But like back to Fall of Grayskull, like there's this, these chicks have this crazy, these crazy getup on. It just, it didn't, it, it's just not what you're used to seeing. Um, and it is kind of, it's kind of jarring. Like goddamn, man, I can't even like appreciate real beauty anymore because I'm so used to this artificial beauty. You know, kinda, yeah. it kind of fucks with you, man. You know, I've been programmed to be like this is desirable. Where, where you know, it's just not natural. Well. Speaking of Masters of the Universe, um, and I'm gonna—I need to watch that fan that fan picture and everything too. But there is 24 minutes that you can't get back, bro. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. There is um, talks of a Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah. Yep. And apparently, this guy McGee. Yep. Who? What kind of name is that anyway? He did. He did. He was gonna do Superman. He did Charlie's Angels. He did Charlie's Angels. I think he did one of the uh, one of the Mission Impossible's. I think. I just, I just, I just like, like, who do you think you are? <laughs> I don't know. Mick G, you fucking hip guy, you. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Um, oh, he's worked on Supernatural. You'll love him. Yeah, I do love him. <laughs> you like stop talking about his name. He's a pal. Um, he did the OC and a bunch of TV shit. Hey, uh, hey, while while you're doing this, I was gonna delete some of these things so we can keep track of it, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. Um, right. I'm, I've, I've been deleting him as I've as I've gone. Perfect. Um, 
Yeah, a bunch of TV. TV, 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 TV. Let's see director. Let's see this. The Babysitter. Oh, that's hot. It's in post-production. Oh, maybe it's the one I'm thinking of then. <laughs> maybe it's Babysitters. He did Terminator Salvation. I Which actually I was, like that. Yeah, I was okay with that one. People hate it. But I want to talk about The Babysitters, though. It's John Linguizamo's in it. So okay. not, not a bad skin flick. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> um oh he's done a whole bunch of shit for corn and fucking that's why he, that's why he goes by McGee. Dickhead. How dare you? No, he's alright. No, his name is Joseph McGinty. Nickel. Oh Joseph Nickel. Just go by that. McGee. Is it a hyphenated? No. Huh. Yeah. Nickel. Alright, Mr. Skullface. Yeah, good point. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Um but he, so let me talk, I want to talk about the people that he has writing it, because that I think is going to be, uh, so I'm going to look up their IDB. One of the gentleman's name is Alex Litvak. Mm-hmm. Does that name ring any bells for you? Not, not a one. Okay. I'm going to look up what he's written. Uh, we, okay, so writers, he did Predators, which is actually okay. Uh, I love that movie. Yeah. And he did The Three Musketeers. Okay. That's it. Never saw the Three Musketeers. Might, that that was that like newer newer one that was all stupid in 3D. Here uh, Keir Knightley was yeah, in it. 2011. Yeah, fuck that movie. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> and then Mike Finch, who uh, I'm pulling up now, but they don't even have they haven't been here as an actor. Uh, I'll just look that up. Actor, director, writer, exclusively yours. He wrote. So we don't have the we, we don't have the we don't have the A team on this. Mm. Um, but I would love a Masters of the Universe. Like like if they really went over the top with like a fantasy barbarian, you know, space type movie. Yeah, I would love it. But I don't know. Speaking of barbarians in space, tons of Thor news. Yes. So your prediction seems to be correct. It happens. Kate Blanchett. Now, you know, I never, I never thought it was incorrect. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I'm not saying you. Yeah, I just hoped it. Was it wasn't. It wasn't a slight. Don't be too sensitive. No, I'm just. i just. Sometimes you, know? you get. A, sometimes you get a little snooty. Snooty pants. I do. A little snarky. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Kate Blanchett says more rumors concerning has made their way online. Uh. We, uh, which villainous role might she assume? We may now know. Potential spoilers follow. Uh, while many assume Blanchett would play a more of the enchantress, easily imagined given Blanchett's time playing Galadriel, the Lord of the Rings, seems not to be the case. According to Geek.com, Kate Blanchett has been cast as Hela, the Asgardian guard- goddess of death and ruler of hell. Uh, the report says that Hela will team up with Loki, who assumed control of Asgard in the guise of his father Odin at the end of Thor the Dark World. So, yeah, I just hope we get an enchantress. You know, I think I think we will. I hope so. I think I think Loki's gonna have to have a, a lackey at one point in this. You know. Yeah. So, but there's news on the Hulk as well. Do you want to cover that? Yeah, go ahead. Have at it. Well, so basically, there, you know, the Hulk is gonna have a pivotal role in this film, and it might set the stage for a little uh, Planet Hulk action. Yes. So, I mean, do you think they'll do a Planet Hulk movie? Or nah, they'll I, just have I, Planet Hulk in this. I would imagine they'll have the Planet Hulk in this. So, I don't know how I feel about that. I know, you don't like it. 
Well, it's just, I don't know. Planet Hulk is okay. All right, so here, here potential spoilers. Um, these are some big spoilers, though. All right, so Hela teams up with Loki. Hela destroys Thor's hammer, hammer Molnir. Uh, Thor gets banished to a gladiator war. war. Um, Thor shaves his head and is forced to fight for his life in the arena. Thor manages to defeat all of his opponent. Thor then has to fa- face the champion of the arena, which is the Hulk. It is said that the Hulk has not reverted back to Banner in a while, which causes the Banner personality to seep out. It is also unknown how the Hulk got on the planet. Hulk, Banner, remember Thor, leading up to the two of them uh, teaming up and heading back to take uh, Hela and uh, Loki. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, man. I mean, maybe, I guess. No, I don't like to see Mjolnir die or be destroyed. Yeah, well, I, I can't imagine they'll destroy it forever. It's got to yeah. be some loophole. Maybe just... put it, put you know, put it, put it in a black hole <laughs> somewhere it can't, somewhere it can't, uh, you know, come back. Some magic. Um, so I, I think that I think that that the Hulk thing is going to be simple. He was in the jets and just started flying away from the planet, um, and probably crashed or something, something dumb, you know. Something awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't I don't think we're going to have a World War Hawk when he comes back, you know, but he's trying to get himself off the planet. And maybe what it is is that maybe uh maybe it would be cool if Banner somehow while he was working for Tony, right? Had a secret project that Tony didn't know about, like a way to either teleport him or send him into space. Uh-huh. After the events of, you know, Ultron, Age of Ultron, he activates that but the Hulk personality comes out during it to try to stop him, and that's why the Hulk is not. That's why Banner has not come back. That'd be it. I, I can get behind that. Well, Ruffalo is calling this movie like a sci-fi Midnight Run. Well, yeah, but I'm not familiar with Midnight Run, so you have to. It's like a chase movie. That much. Uh, so I mean, like, I wonder. Let me read this. Uh, Ruffalo, Ruffalo said Thor three is a road movie, meaning a movie which sees the main characters traveling and or in some sort of journey or self-discovery compared the film to 1988 Midnight Run movie starring Charles Grodin and Robert De Niro. That's kind of where we're heading with this relationship between Thor and Banner. It's a universal road movie. That's where we're heading. It's not where you think it will be. So it's your classic road movie, but it has, but so it's not your classic road movie, but it has that structure. Hmm. I I actually like it. I would like a little bit more Chatty Hulk. Chatty Hulk. Yeah. Chat it up Um, as um, the Hulk. Yeah, as a whole guy, like if we don't see Ruffalo the whole movie in Banner form, I'm okay with that. If he just plays a digital Hulk, I'm okay with that. I'm okay maybe, with that. Maybe a flashback, you know, or him, you know, him changing or whatever. Maybe him converting back when they're coming, you know, back to Earth. Or maybe you know, Hulk is out in space for the whole thing, and that, and then until the Infinity War, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Now, there's tons of more Marvel stuff. I want to make sure that we got all this Thor shit. Um, but there's uh oh, oh also Thor they they said that Thor is gonna be funnier than yeah the yeah of uh, fucking course they did yeah, I mean I don't think that's gonna be anything that we're gonna be shocked about um God man I mean I think Thor I think Thor Dark World had some funny bits I do too just enough yeah. actually sometimes too much yeah you weren't a fan of all the funniness. That shit with the catching the train and all that. Fuck yeah, yeah, that was a little bit much. 
fuck out of here. Like, like that's the thing. Like, you know, my, that's my main complaint with this Marvel shit, man. Is like when, when they don't, when they laugh, when they laugh with us, I'm laughing. But sometimes yeah. I feel like they're laughing at us, and I don't like that shit. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree. Um, but there is like a supposedly some rumors of characters dying in Civil War. At least three. Have you read that? I have. I have not read it. I'm actually. I wasn't gonna read it because I didn't want to be spoiled. But let me go and make my guesses. Okay, make your guesses. I'll right. make my guesses. I'm sure. I think uh, War Machine's gonna die. Rhodey dies. Um, I think that's going to give Tony enough beef to go up against. You know that that's gonna be that's schism making material. Um, and I also kind of feel like they established that Rhodey in the, the last Avenger movie, like you know, I can't live in this world. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I can't I can't fuck with you guys. You know. Um, so so. You know, we'll see. I think uh, Cap will die. Um, and I think we'll see maybe a uh, Scarlet Witch, maybe. Maybe she comes back, something stupid. Um, but it's not going to be Ant-Man. It's not going to be Hawkeye. They've already they've already done that. You know what I mean? They've already had that fear. They can't... That, that would fuck up the last movie if Hawkman dies in the future. You know what I mean? All right. It's not going to be... It might be Tony. You know, this might be the way out, but I, I just, I can't see them killing Tony Stark, you know? Yeah. Especially before, he's, I mean, he's already signed up to do the other Infinity War runs, right? I don't know. I think he is. I think he's on board for Avengers 3. Um, Cap is a no-brainer. I don't really think it's going to be Bucky, because I think Bucky's going to be Captain America before, yeah, before Falcon. It's definitely not going to be Falcon. Um, who else is there? Vision, maybe? It could be Vision. Could be, yeah. I mean that that you know it could be vision, and that's why the the mind gym gets away, you know. So I'm gonna say it's definitely Scarlet Witch, um, because I think she's too damn confusing. Anyway, yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like I I think they're gonna try. Like they brought him in because they were part of the Avengers. You got to see him, but now you know walking that tightrope of mutant kind and all that shit. Yeah. Just do away with it. Um, um, I know there's a relationship too between Scarlet, Scarlet Witch and Captain America. So, I'd rather see it with Vision. Uh, Captain America, I think will probably be one. Mm-hmm. And uh, the third one, I think that it probably won't be the case, but I, I wish it was the case because I kind of just feel like it's run its course. Uh, would be Nick Fury. Ah, come on, man. They not, won't. They, not Samuel. They, well, they won't because they basically did it in, you know, like the same reasoning that you used. Yeah, time. yeah, I agree. Um, so now let's have a look. Okay, according to this article, now this article, let's be clear to those listening, it doesn't know shit. It's just based on rumors and speculation and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but they're saying, number one, War Machine. Mm-hmm. Number two, Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. And number three, Falcon. Hmm. I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, I th- I've already heard rumors that, that he's going to be Captain America. Yeah. And not for nothing, in the, in the world we live in today, yep. Yep. you're not okay. killing two black black uh, nope. actors and a female actor actress. Yeah. Not, yeah, not going to happen. Nope. I'm right there with you. You know? Um, so, we did get a picture of Spider-Man for Civil War, though. Um, I think that was a fake. Really? The, the one I sent? Yeah, it's a fake. Oh, okay. Never mind, then. Yeah, sorry, I should I should have cleared that up. 
Yeah. Uh, some the guy who did it even came out and said it was a fake. They've you know not for nothing. Mm-hmm. They've done some good Spider-Man fakes here in the last year. Yep. This and then that that bonus scene that, that was Avenger scene, yeah, which was way better than the bonus scene that we actually uh, got. Yeah, I don't even remember what was the bonus scene that we got. Oh yeah, the Bucky. Oh yeah, that was weak. Weak. Um, I, I I do hope they do the net uh, armpit things. Yes, me too. They won't. Yeah. They won't. Yeah. Uh, DeLorean's coming back. Back to the future. Well, wait, we got way we got way more more. Uh, that's that's a that's a quick one though. You know, I I <laughs> I want one. I would I want to buy a DeLorean. All right. And and just make it make it the time machine. I would there do it. Is. There it is. All right, you can take it off the list now. <laughs> uh, Captain America will finally lose his virginity. Yeah. Gives a shit. Yeah. I can't imagine he didn't, you know, you know, get some get some on the on the trail on the campaign back in World War II. Yeah. Well, I can't I imagine. He's quite the gentleman. I guess so. Might have been waiting for marriage too, in all truth. He's probably super potent. Hmm. Super sperm. Uh, let's see. We got the. Uh, in uh, what you call the, the, the Infinity War mm-hmm. that Daredevil wants to appear. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think that all like this Infinity War thing is still a ways away. It's no no use really dwelling on it too much. But I can't like, imagine that that they won't take that opportunity. To- I know that's my thing. Like if they they have this, like this is the closest they've ever been to Avengers one. Yeah. You know I mean, like where, where you can get the big payoff. Yeah, and the the payoff can be so monumental here if you had this legion of superheroes take on Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, like it, it's just such like I don't even want to fathom the idea of them not doing it because the the missed opportunity would just be s- too grand for me to even like conceptualize. Yeah, um, it, it would be dumb. It would be dumb if they didn't. Do, I mean, I, it's I, not like they don't own the properties, right? You know, unless and, and, unless and the, Netflix and the, and unless, the universe is shared. Yeah, unless Netflix has something to say about it, about the actor being and why know, would in it. They? I don't, I don't, I don't think they would. Right. You know, you know? what I mean? Like, because one, one perpetuates the other. So yes, like, I agree. I agree. So unless it's a budget thing, but they're spending a billion dollars on this fucking movie. Right. Find, find a way. Yeah. I mean, maybe, shit, maybe. If, if I was, if I was Daredevil, I'd do it for free. Mm-hmm. You know, that's me. Given to the people, no big deal. And it would, you know, like, you know, it, it might draw interest into his show. Exactly. You know, where he could re- re- rework his contract. I like it. Be a billionaire. There it is. Um, And then run for president. Why not? Uh, That's an thing to do. Deadpool's. Deadpool's marketing continues. Jesus, it's beautiful. It's so... You know, I, I'm almost sad to see the movie come out, because that means the marketing will stop. I know. The testicular cancer bit. Oh, my God. When he's like, when you're heading down to the naughty salad... Like he's like, he's like, check out the tomatoes before you get to fooling around with the cucumber. Oh my god! And then he, then he laughs and goes puns. Uh, hey, not for nothing, Joe. If you're listening, Joe KW, we we love to have you on next week. Yeah, man, let's make it happen. You are. Uh, uh, we we might have a Deadpool issue. I was just realizing. What's that? I. Oh, dude, I can't get off uh, the Thursday before uh, Batman Superman. Oh no. Yeah, well, I got time. There's there's some drama going on. I got you. But uh, the same thing. I got. Uh, I got to. I got to work Thursday. Deadpool comes out. Yeah, I saw that. So, are you gonna be off that Friday? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I can swing it Friday. I probably gotta go Thursday night. 
I guess I have to work on that one then. All right, we'll make, make it happen. Notes. We do have some X Men news. Shoot, uh, Jubilee's not using fireworks powers. What is her powers? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me read the article. <laughs> Jubilee is an X-Men character, probably best known. Da, da, da. Jubilee's powers will be tweaked a bit. It's nothing as drastic as what happens to her in the comics, losing her mutant powers on M-Day and then being turned into a vampire. Her power in the comic books is fireworks. In this film, I can safely say that her power is more fire, plasmoid, electricity type. Perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Way to do it. You know, like, okay. This next one I want to talk, I want to talk a good bit about. So... The X-Men Apocalypse Four Horsemen explain their roles. This was an article that was on Screen Rant, so it's probably bullshit. Um, but how do you feel with the Four Horsemen choice? All right. All right. Uh, 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 Archangel, uh, me, we're both signed on for, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a must. Right. Um, Magneto, I don't buy it. Like he's gotta have a, He's got to have an angle. So if we get in there and he's like he's doing this to like, you know, got an angle. Yeah, fuck up apocalypse like and like take over afterwards. Like he's like I'm just waiting for I'm just waiting for my opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do think it's cool that if it, apparently apocalypse is going to supercharge everybody's mutant powers, and you know the Magneto of yesteryears is a hell of a lot more powerful than the Magneto that we see in um, you know the 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 first class Magneto. Um, I mean, like the ability to pick up that fucking bridge and transport everybody across the bay. That's pretty badass in X-Men three, even though that never happened anymore because we've written, we've written the X-Men universe because of time travel. Um, you know, Psylocke, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. Like it, it could work. Cause wasn't she kind of a bad guy at one point in the, in the comic for real? I don't know. But Storm is the one I'm most, concerned with because that means there's never going to be any Shadow King you know and I always liked him yeah well um, I, from what from what this article says it's not mind control yeah yeah so we can still have a Shadow King role but she's like it's like a cult and all yeah, of the these... problem is is that is that if we do this with Apocalypse and she's already following this other madman we're not going to have a Shadow King you know manipulating her and whatnot. Um, it's just not gonna. It's not gonna happen. It's she just, admires him. She believes in him because for so long humans have treated her like crap. Yeah. He is like, well, in my day it was different. She's like, let's get back to there. Let's get back to that. Yeah. What's Psylocke's angle? Uh, first Apocalypse first meets her and she's the bodyguard. She's got this amazing skill and she has zero fear when she goes against him, so he needs her. What he sees in her is that she is someone who can protect and has no fear and is an amazing fighter and has amazing abilities. She's doing things because she wants to do them. She's like, I want to join you. You haven't fooled me into joining you. Mm. Okay, I, I want to join you. You haven't fooled me into joining you. I get it. I see what you're doing and I want to be a part of it. And then they may, may, In the end, they manipulate her, but it's always her choice to join it. See, I don't know what... Uh, dude, I don't... That that worries me. The, the four horsemen choice worries me. Um, for Magneto, uh, at that moment where things are being taken away from him again in Poland, it's almost like he's looking for an answer. Or he's challenging God. It's like, what do you want from me? I've tried everything. I've tried to lead a good life. I've tried to do it correctly, whatever that is. And now you want me to do this, so what do you want? Sort of like a challenge to God if he's out there. And then Oscar's character arrives. Hmm. He arrives and it's like, okay, well, something much more powerful than me has arrived in a way kind of like a god. 
he's the original mutant, and I think Magneto doesn't really follow anyone, so it was kind of a hard thing. Like, well, how does he just become one of Apocalypse Horsemen? And is he cool with that? But he appreciates that this guy is going to do what he couldn't. He's got just so much more power than him. He's such an immense force in a way. It's like that classic thing of joining any cult or radical group. He's caught with him at a very low, vulnerable point where he doesn't really care anymore whether he dies or not or what's going on. So he's like, yeah, I'll join this guy. I'll go down this path of judgment. Hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah. And then with Angel... Uh, we just filmed a scene where we bring in Angel. Angel's our final horseman. He's getting his suit made, and he and I have this moment where we look at each other, and I just smile at him. It's not anything sexual. It's not anything like, yeah, babe. It's kind of like, you know, where you just like, this is cool. This is awesome. We're together on this. We are going to take on these people. I don't know who these X-Men are. I don't know who this Xavier dude is. We're going to beat him up. We're going to win. I shoot lightning. <laughs> oh, um, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I think that that's going to be the challenge there is making that believable and, and making sure that they pay the right attention to those characters. Well, the, the hard and, and part honest, is it's the fact that Singer is back on that fucking worries me. Well, the, 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 I mean, didn't Singer do the last one? Yes. Yeah, I was happy with that. Yes, but I feel like he was playing in a sandbox that somebody else already fucking designed. Mm, maybe. To maybe. try to fix his... I mean, Singer... I don't think Singer has ever made a bad X-Men movie, even the first X-Men, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I don't think it was his fault. He was supposed to have a year, a, 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 another year to make that movie. Um, yeah, but I don't think that has anything to do with like him just not getting the characters right. You know, like, like to, to me, like the, 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 the pivotal thing about well, X-Men you know is the, ori- the characters and the characters' relationships to one another. Do you know the original script for X-Men? Do it, I it, it, it wasn't cited. No, no, no. Like, like the concept. It, it wasn't what we saw in the film. The original script to X Men was it was not Rogue. He was trying to use it was Wolverine, and so right. uh, Sabretooth stole Wolverine's necklace, and he used that to power the machine to to transfer Senator Kelly, and then he uh, he kidnaps Wolverine. And it's basically going to kill Wolverine and use the skeleton to power the machine. And Rogue actually saves Wolverine by absorbing... She absorbs um, Mystique's power, looks like Mystique, and then goes to Magneto, absorbs Magneto's power to save Wolverine. But that's how she gets her, that's how she gets her white streak. Um, and I actually think I would like that better than, than how it went down. I don't like, I don't like the, you know... Him using rogue, him using rogue to power the machine. See, but I, what, what I don't like is how fucking Sabretooth is a bumbling idiot. I, what I don't like is how uh, Storm doesn't seem like Storm. She seems like Holly Berry playing Storm. Yeah. What I don't like is is fucking um, the relationship between Rogue and Wolverine. Um, it's because it's the Jubilee. It's the Wolverine. Jubilee relationship. Yeah, I agree. You know, like it's just it's the wrong relationship. Yeah. Um. There's just there's just too many things about it like that, that just feel. I mean, there's there's a lot of things. Like, and also, a Hugh Jackman, uh, he came late in the game. Um, some of the but some of the other person was supposed to be. Yeah, Wolverine, I do remember that. I do and remember. he broke his arm filming um, Mission Impossible Two, and so they 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 recast him at the last second. I mean, there's I think there's a lot of things that went on in that movie, that and it did well, 
that I, I wonder if they settled for certain choices because of that. Like, I didn't like the generational, uh, the generational change between Iceman, Pyro, and Rogue versus all the other mutants. You know, Iceman should be the same age as Gene and all of them. That, that, that should have been the first generation. Yeah. So, like, I, I didn't like the, that choice of it. Um, but X-Men 2 was really fucking good. Really good. You know, X-Men 3, Brian Singer had nothing to do with. Uh, and then and the Days of Future Past was really fucking good. You know? And, and not for nothing, like, Brian Singer has made the best X-Men movies. So... I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm excited about this. I think I think they're gonna do the best w- with the world that they've already created, and like they got li- they got to live with some of their mistakes, but they've already corrected some of their mistakes. So I'm like happy that. They well, did but that. that's what I'm saying is that right now we don't have too many mistakes. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like let's not fucking fuck it up. I agree. I agree. That, that's that's my big concern, and I I I really at my core I'm not sure if he gets it. Brian Singer. Yeah, I do. I do worry, and I've and I said this before. Like, you know, I, I do. I get that this is they make this an allegory for you know homosexuality. You know, Brian Singer has said that before. Ian McKellen right. said that before. But it's like, like, yeah, X Men before what was about you know when they when it, they first designed it. You know, why are they born this way? They're born this way because Stan Lee didn't want to think of any other origin stories. You know. But the writers of the books made it about civil rights, and I get that. And right. like, I guess you know, at the time when X Men was coming out, you know, the next the next thing on the docket was gay rights, and I kind of feel like, all right, now we've gotten past that point, so now we kind of get back to to where the stories evolved and not make it such a political thing. And I do think that that Brian Singer might not be able to let that go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that but I mean, analogy. I think that that's also, you know, I, I see. I'm, I'm in the I'm in the one opposite boat with you there. I, I think I think maybe you and I just fundamentally disagree on these movies. Because okay. I do feel like that, like, you know, it's always got to speak. X Men has always got to speak to the disenfranchised. To the disenfranchised. I agree. Um, so like, even like I don't know who knows what what today's disenfranchised group is. Uh, transgendered. Um. Radical Muslims, maybe. Yeah. You know, it's got, but it's still, it's got to speak to them. But I think that that person that, that felt alienated for whatever but, they were can still but can't, relate that. But can to it, that but can it just be the disenfranchised? Do yes. we have to? Yes. Do we have so to name is, a specific yes. disenfranchised no, no, group? No, I, of course, no, absolutely. That's what I'm saying, though, is that like if the, so, the disenfranchisement has to be mutants. Do you yes. know what I mean? So if 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 Singer is able to apply whatever he has felt by being gay to that franchise to make it believable in that sense, then fine. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm actually okay with that as long as it doesn't become like about gay rights, you know, like because that doesn't that isn't appropriate. Yes. Um. So like I think that that's actually something that I think let, that's let, like let, let me take a, let me take a step back here. Let me take a step back back, back here. Even X Men Three, which wasn't made by Singer's Singer. There, you know, is a interesting, you know, gay rights or, 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 you know, philosophical question like, you know, if you could have a pill to be straight, would you take it? Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's, don't get it wrong, man. They, they've, they've painted this, they've built this and that, and that allegory does fit proper in there. But now I'm like, now it's the time, like, this is making it about, there's always disenfranchised people. There's always outsiders. There's always people being treated 
you know, because they're different. Right, but I'm you know, saying that that that's let's same. just make it about that. Let's make it more general and not be as specific as we were before. Because I kind well, of I think like the pill thing. Specific. I think the pill thing is general also. Is I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's a. I don't think that the pill analogy works as well for just outsiders as it does for homosexuals. You know that like I that, don't know. Like, that, I think you could apply like what if there was a pill that could have made you white. What if there was a pill? Like, it's just that one defining thing that, like, you're different from everyone else because of yeah, this but, thing. But if you could take a pill to fix it. Okay. You yeah. know? And I, I'm okay Yeah, but the that. argument the argument there is that it's not something that needs to be fixed. Of course. But that's the same argument regardless of who is relating it to what. Maybe. Maybe. I just, I, I think it needs to be more of a broader, you know, I, I think it needs to be... Let, let's make it a, a, a question of, you know, human evolution of changing and, and becoming something that, you know, growing to be something that we weren't, you know, like, like, and I don't want to get too philosophical here, but I've heard a recent argument um, that, you know, a premise or whatever, that like, we are no longer human. Like you and me, we are no longer humans. Like the, the, the natural humans that, that came to this planet ceased to live like humans for the last hundred thousand years in the last hundred thousand years because of our technology we've kind of been evolving to something else you know and we don't really know what that is you know we're in this transition because i mean if you if i I take phone holsters yeah i mean like you know the sex organs of the machines you know i mean whatever it is and that's and and i think that that would be an interesting concept to you know you know like what are we changing into what what is this next you know this is a transition and we're and there's fear because we're we're going to this unknown territory. That would be something interesting that I would I would like to that's, see. That, that's cool, but that's that, that's more from the human perspective. I mean, it could be fearful for the people who are who are the transitionees. You know, could be, could be, but it's still it, the only reason why it works as a transitionee is because it's coming from the human to the mutant. Yeah. So it's still like its basis is in the the human perspective. Like I, I think that. The mutant perspective is is always is always going to be relatable to you know the outsiders, and it, you know like you can apply the homosexuality bit to it, or you can apply just being a fucking geek. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like r- really, that was where it originally came from. But it, but it's but I think it's also to show it's also to teach tolerance to those people who are who are in the inside. You know. Tolerance sure. and understanding. Sure. So it works to both parties. I agree. But I, agree. I feel I feel like this, like that that that's what the original X Men concept. But what I'm saying is that the singer, I feel like just fits for the in, more of the insiders. You know what I mean? Not the insiders, the the disenfranchised. But anyway, c- continue with with. Let's get back to the the story in this. You well, know, what was you're, that anyway? you're 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 just not feeling the the choices of the the. Uh, yeah, I'm the just horsemen. I'm just not I'm not feeling the choices of the horsemen, man. I I just. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's a way to sh- shoehorn more X Men into it, mm-hmm. where it's not really like beneficial to the characters. You know, like it, it makes me think because like a lot of times you're like, man, I wish I could finally see a movie with X in it or with Y in it. Maybe I should choose Y <laughs> so that's not gonna be confused for this topic. Yeah. Um. You know, but like, do, would you rather not see Y in it if it's done poorly? Yeah, you know, or would you rather die seeing? Well, at least I got to see Psylocke on screen, even though it was a piece of shit. Or would you rather never see Psylocke on screen? Like I, I wrestle with that. I wrestle with that with the Transformer movies. Like yeah. I got to see Grimlock 
on a big movie. Like, yeah, it's did you did you, did you ever call him Grimlock? There's <laughs> an argument there. Um, it sucked, but I got to see it, and I'm not sure which is better, having never seen it. Yeah. Or having to see a poor. I think we had. I think we had a fun time going out and seeing it. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the experience. Right, right. Yeah. So I just don't know. You know, like, I, I think that, like, when it comes to Psylocke, like, I like her relationship with Archangel. Yeah. And I like, and I like her relationship with Wolverine. Yeah. And, like, that's what I want to see. Like, and that's how I feel about all the X-Men. It's like, I only want to see certain X-Men if I get to see them interact with what, these what other year, X-Men. What year is this movie taking place in? Do we know? I don't know. Is it in the 80s? I hope so. That that would seem like it'd be appropriate. Um, and let me ask you a question. So if this is Apocalypse, and if this is kind of like loosely based off of Age of Apocalypse, mm-hmm. what's what what do you think would be next for the X-Men saga? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, either. maybe Shadow King. Since we're bringing Storm into it. it you know, it's, it, I'll tell you right now. It's going to depend on who the fans resonate with this movie, right? Because we're gonna get that we're gonna get that one part where, like, for example, Holly Berry when she was an X Men, she barely did anything, right? And then in the next movie, you know, she won an Academy Award and was demanding more, and they, and they tried to like force it into it, but it was really, it was really bad. Like, you know, nobody wanted to hear that shit. And of course, you know everybody. You know Wolverine was really popular, and they did well, and it 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 became Wolverine and Friends. It became the Wolverine show, where I think I think the first movie I wouldn't necessarily say Wolverine is the main character. Um, it could have gone either way, you know, with any of the characters. He was he was an important part of the story, and Wolverine's an important part of the X Men. But it, it it's going it's going to depend, man. And and like I do think too that they're gonna have to figure out how to bring Wolverine back in the next one um so i don't know what's going to happen with that because they're already doing the all the old man logan and we don't know if that is which universe that is in you know are they telling a story from the previous one or is this a new story you know um so i don't know yeah i don't know i just i i i worry about it i'm i'm I, I like the trailer, and I, I see a lot of stuff that I like. Yeah, because this, this is Jennifer Lawrence's last one, right? I hope so. Because I, I I <laughs> I'm Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm here to save the day if my name's not Mystique. <laughs> um, but, like, I just, I, I haven't seen any of the thing in the trailers that I'm like, oh, I don't like that. But I just, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, wait. Will I like this? Well, man, like not for nothing, dude. I am so far away from X Men. Like I'm, I, I just, I don't know what that world looks like anymore because it's it's changed so dramatically, and it, it has probably had the, the most crazy shit that's ha- happened to any other Marvel. And I be basically the X Men are are dead in the Marvel universe, right? I, I don't even give me a line. I mean, they have some of the, uh, you know, I think they have Wolverine's daughter now as the new. I mean, X twenty three is the new Wolverine. Um, and maybe Wolverine's son, but I mean Logan is dead. Now I mean, of course they can bring Logan back now that the universe has been rebuilt, if and when they want to. But you know, I don't know. I, yeah. I, 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 as long as it's an interesting story and and there's cool parts, 
and uh, you know. I just, I just, I just don't want to see more characters brutalized. Yeah, you know I mean, like, I mean, but that, nobody that's, does. Nobody that's does. my main concern. Yeah. Right. Um. So should we move on to Star Wars? Um. Let me see what else we got in here. Let me. Let me or do you want to talk about uh, Smallville's Tom Welling? Yeah, we, that's really quick. Um. So there's there's been they act like like they're in negotiations and basically this guy you know Tom Williams was interviewed and asked if he would be interested in reprising the role of Superman in the Supergirl CBS show and you know what dude I I've, I watched the first two episodes of that and apparently it's getting good so I might have to go back and watch it but it's not on Hulu it's not on Netflix and I'm not going to pay for that shit on Amazon so I'll, I will have to wait until that shit is free or if somebody wants to send me a link to where I could find that shit bootleg, I'll watch it and give you guys my, you know, impression on it. I know the Martian Manhunter was in it. I know there's a white Martian in it. Um, and from what I understand, there's been some good stuff on that show, so I might have to check it out. But, you know, I'd be okay with Tom Walling being on the show. I mean, it, 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 it's kind of a silly choice because it's, it's definitely not in the Smallville universe because the Smallville universe had its own Supergirl. Um, and she was very much different than the Supergirl that's in this one. Maybe it was Power Girl. Maybe that's you know maybe um, no I mean she was Kara Zor-El, but uh, is it you know is it all right if if it's Tom Willing in as Superman in another Superman universe okay cool why not I mean but at that point it doesn't really give me the fix that I that I wanted that I invested ten years in seeing um, I mean he does look like Superman to me you know what I mean yeah so I mean there's that. I mean, I guess it'd be it would be cool to have that, but I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, why not fucking just do Henry Cavell? You know? I mean, yeah, they're, well, they're I, never I, gonna do that. Well, no, 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 because I mean, they don't. I mean, DC has basically come out. I mean, they they've made it clear, like, yeah, it's separate Earths. Yeah, well, but they've even talked about you know Flash, you know, going through another dimension and going to the Supergirl universe, which I, I think that would be cool. Yeah, I think it would be cool if they made it like this is Earth One and Earth Two. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm I'm okay with that, but like. I do like just just from watching, you know, uh, Flash and hearing people talk about Arrow, um, I'm okay with with it being a separate universe. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> it's fine. I'm gonna do a remix. Um, like five times in a row. This this uh, Fury Force shit is like some college humor skit. Oh yeah, I've seen. It. Have you seen it? I've, it? It's pretty old. Oh, okay, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's like the super sexualized cats creatures. There's a part two <laughs> to it. Um. But yeah, it's it's funny, man. It's funny. Uh, so yeah, look up Fur- uh, Furry Force. Um, and it's kind of played on. It's kind of a play on hypersexual cats. cartoons and hyper and then furries themselves. Oh, okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. It is. Um, why why are you so sexual? What are you What are you doing? The um, I did find this this article about like uh the the mirrored characters between Marvel and DC. Yeah. Um. It's just interesting to go through and look at the dates. So Green Arrow was found in 1941, Hawkeye in 1964. Yeah. Catwoman in 1940. But they're both Robin. They're both Robin Hood archetypes. You True. know what I mean? Well, to an I extent. Mean, the Green I mean, like, Arrow yes, yes. much more of a Robin Hood archetype. I mean, it's he basically is Robin Hood. Yeah, I mean, yeah. except for his origin. Yeah. Uh, Catwoman 1940, Black Cat 1979, Deathstroke 1980, Deadpool 1991. Namor, 1939. Aquaman, 1941. Yeah. Yeah. The Flash, 1940. Wizard, which doesn't even really count. That was just blatant. 
off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was 1941. And Quicksilver... I mean, he even has the same uniform. Yeah. <laughs> and then Quicksilver was 1964. Clayface was 1940. Sandman was 1963. See, I don't... But see, here's I, the thing with this. Clay, I don't think Clayface in 1940 could do what Clayface now does. I don't... I think he just changed his face. Um, like, he, like, like Sandman... I don't I don't agree. This is the one that I don't agree with this. I think that the Clayface rebooted copied the Sandman. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Except like I think I think they're actually they're both kind of they're both kind of unique. I think it's actually a poor example. Like cuz yeah, they're maybe. both kind of unique cuz like you know Clayface's thing is is almost like a more of a mystique thing. Yes. That, that gives him his edge. Um whereas the the Sandman element is is more the weaponized. You know, you know, you know what? Not I don't know if Matt Hagen Clayface. Um, I don't know if he. I don't know if he. Uh, was he put? Was he? Did he start out in the, the animated series Batman? Uh, the first Clayface Basil Carlo couldn't manipulate sand, but the second Clayface Matt Hagen could. Matt first made his appearance oh, as in sixty one in nineteen sixty one, a full two years ahead of Marvel. Uh, okay, all right, maybe I was wrong then. Uh, the Heap in 1942, Swamp Thing in 1971, and Man Thing in 1971. Yeah, there's actually a Man Thing movie. It was fucking horrible. Yeah, I never saw it. Oh, uh, so it's so bad. I definitely should. So bad. The Adam 1961, Ant Man 1962. Damn, some of these are really close. Yeah. Doctor Polaris 1963, Magne- and then Magneto later on in 1963. <laughs> Yeah, that's Dead, a tough one too, man. Deadshot, nineteen fifty. Bullseye, nineteen seventy six. But I don't feel like Bullseye yeah, and Deadshot are the same character. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Deathlock and Cyborg. I don't agree there. Scarlet Witch and Zatanna. I don't agree there. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, let's see. Out of Doc- use. And Doctor Fate and Doctor Strange is kind of closer. What about KG Beast and Omega Red? Uh, yeah, I don't really agree there. Yeah, I don't either. Um, the Wasp. 1963, Bumblebee, 1977. Yeah, that's definitely that's a, definitely a copy. We'll just make her black. The Nobody Spectre, 1940, Living Tribunal, 1976. I don't agree with that one either. Yeah. Phantom Stranger, some bullshit. The Stranger. Brotherhood of Evil, 1964. Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, 1964. Doom, uh, Doom Patrol and the X-Men. Yeah. I'm not buying that. Yeah, I'm kind of skipping through a lot of these. Um, oh, well, whatever. The, Timber, the over- Timberwolf and Wolverine? Come on now, man. Hell no. I mean, Wolverine Green, started off as a bad guy. Green Lantern in 1940. Dr. Spectrum, 1969. Now, now hold on. I'm going to do this one. Now, Superman... And Thor, I don't think are the same thing. I mean, you can't say Thor 1962, maybe like 1462. Right, 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 right. I mean, that's that's dumb. Um, Now, Hyperion was a was a blatant copy to to mock Superman. Yeah, purposeful. Yeah, Um, and this new Hyperion with the the big gold belt. That's like you know, that's like some new shit after the reboot, the second reboot, I should say. Dark Side 1970, Thanos 1973. Now, Moon Knight is definitely a copy of Batman, uh, and I would argue uh, some. I would argue that that Black Panther has become a copy of Batman. That wasn't his his original thing, but 
but they've made him more Batman-esque. Yeah. Um, and Iron Man, I would say, is more of a James Bond ripoff, you know, in some aspects, with more tech. Yeah. Power Princess. Yeah. I mean, that, that She's another blatant, she is a copy, she's part of the, that whole Supreme Powers or whatever, that she's supposed to be a copy of, uh, of Justice League in 1960, The Avengers in 1963. So anyway, overwhelming theme here is is just that DC usually has originated most of these, I guess. Yeah. Doctor Midnight it. and Daredevil? Get suck the it. fuck out of here. Suck it, Marvel. All right, let's do some Star Wars talk. No. Okay. Yeah, it's that time. Um, so Star Wars Episode Eight: Luke Skywalker scenes rumored. Uh, I don't know if uh, it might be Tyler. Are we, we might be getting close to Tyler L having to tap out again. Oh, are we? Uh, maybe. Oh, what else do we have before we go to Star Wars then? No, wait. I'll tell you what. Before we go to Episode Eight. Okay. Uh, Star Wars Force Awakens script notes reveal some stuff. Did you look at this? That was interesting, man. Two major interesting things. Yes. Um, one was uh, I'm trying to get it to pull up just so I don't speak out of turn. Um. The uh, Kylo Ren may have turned. Oh, I guess three things. No, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Two things. Uh, let me find it. Uh, Kylo Ren might have given us a clue to raise parentage. So in in the script, Kylo Ren says to Plagueis, "I'm sorry, <laughs> Freudian slip." To Snoke, she's strong with the Force, untrained but stronger than she knows. Mm-hmm. And and while Ren's mind no doubt goes to Luke, Snoke says, "And the droid." So, more Luke hints. Yeah. But the other one, for me, Leia might have given us a clue to Ray's parentage as well. Yeah. Ray but walks you, down the dude, ramp. But dude, all right, all right, go ahead. You finish telling you, and in, in this, in like, you can finish telling, finish reading, I'm sorry. Ray walks down the ramp and sees for the first time Leia. See mm-hmm. 3PO and BBA behind her. The crowds are cheering. Ray is so sad for Leia, so sorry. The two women move for each other, and Leia takes Ray's face in her hands. Despite her heartbreak, she is grateful. She embraces Ray, a mother's embrace. Mm-hmm. Ray cries too in this emotional first meeting. I I kind of feel like these are both either a purposeful purposeful redirections, misdirections, or b kind of my other theory is that I think that Ray orig- the original storyline was let's make them you know, twins, but I think it has since changed, you know, they've, they've, they've abandoned that idea, but I, I mean, I think it's kind of pur- purposeful misdirections because they want to, they want, they wanting us to have this conversation as we predicted, yeah. that we'll be I talking don't... about race parentage forever, and it's going to come back with the fucking Anakin thing, man, I just, I just like it, because it's going to blow everybody away, or it should yeah. blow, ideally should blow everybody away. I think I, 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 you know, I, I greatly disagree with you, um, I think that most people will find that I think that most people will be unsatisfied with that resolution. I think that both of those things are in the script because maybe they weren't a hundred percent sure whose it's going to be. Yes. But yes. it's good, but it's going to be Luke's or it's going to be Leia's. No, there's no doubt in my mind. I'm, I'm 99.9% sure. And the only reason why I can't give it that other 1% is, or, or 0.1% is because I don't know. 
Maybe. I, I think I think that's going to be a bigger uncomfortable part than the Luke and Leia kiss. Like the the, the script change made that Luke and Leia kiss so uncomfortable. It's like the worst part of Empire. And I remember when I re, we rewatched it in the theater. But what, what is going to make Everybody's it? like, ooh, because like, you know, in, in Empire, they didn't, Luke right. and Leia weren't brothers and sisters yet, you know? Right, but what is going to make that uncomfortable? If it's Han or, or if, if she is Han and Leia's or Luke's, because I think that they've already established ground a groundwork where it doesn't make sense. See, I, I feel like it's still open enough. I mean, it is open enough for us to have the dialogue, but I feel like if they, right, if they like make Luke Skywalker, shit, I thought he was a myth. Anakin you know I mean? Skywalker reincarnated. I think I think that the the janitor at the movie theater is going to be too busy the rest of the night cleaning the eyeballs off of the fucking steps from people whose eyes have rolled so far into the back of their head that they've popped out of the skull. Everybody, everybody who steps. I talk with about that thinks it's a cool fucking idea. I, 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 I everybody. I would bet a paycheck. All right, I'm interested. I'm interested in taking that bet. Um, <laughs> I just, I like, uh, you know, you know, just the same way I'd bet a paycheck that Han died. Yeah, I feel. Uh, like. Newsbeat chatted with Walt. Uh, so here's some other interesting information about: Could there be a change in the direction of the third Star Wars anthology film? Super rumory. So Tyler's still good. Um, chatted with the Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Iger about their future plans for Star Wars and Marvel Cinematic Universe. Didn't reveal anything groundbreaking. Uh, there are going to be six Star Wars movies in the first wave of films since Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilm. Three movies for the sequel trilogy, three standalone movies. They're supposed to be released every other year. We now officially know the details on two of the three. The third one has long time been rumored to be a Boba Fett. Josh Trank was originally hired to direct this movie. We know that's not going to happen. Yeah. You think he's done in Hollywood? Uh, no, but I think he's definitely done at Fox. Yeah. Well, but I guess it's not Fox, so. No, yeah. Maybe he was paid to fuck it up. There, I, dude, I did. I think we talked about yeah, that. I think we did theory. Theory. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Disney's like, hey, man, you fuck up that movie for Fox, and you can direct a Star Wars movie. Yeah. So. That was the, the conspiracy theory. Fellas. Oh, but now for the first time in this interview, Bob Iger only mentions that five movies are in development. So there is no official word for a sixth. Is this new? Yeah, but they have said that Star Wars and Marvel will go on forever as yes, long as they can make yes, them. Yes, yes. So it just means that, that that no decision has been made. So yeah. people that are running around saying the Boba Fett movie is next, like the answer is we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, but speaking of movies going on forever, I, I didn't read this article, but it, I would think it was about the same. Marvel movies to go on forever, more Star Wars movies coming, according to Disney chairman. I think that's fairly predictable. Mm-hmm. Marvel, you're dealing with thousands and thousands of characters. It will go on forever. Yeah. Um, and Star Wars is just a no-brainer. I mean, with the amount of money that Star Wars is raking in. I think that I think soon that Disney will be in a position to get back all of Marvel IP. I hope so. But I see, I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a... I mean, what, what do you mean by position? I mean, they're just going to... You know, they're going to be able to... They're going to be able to go after those characters for big bucks, and they're going to be like, "Listen, man, you know, we'll we'll pay you for this character. All right, how much how much money are you going to make on your Spider-Man movie? Four hundred million bucks. All right, here's four hundred million bucks. Give us back the IP, and we'll give you two percent. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I see. My thing is, is like, I'm with you, but I think they could do that now, no problem. Yeah, but I'm like, like, dude, they're 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 making so much. I mean, Star Wars, I think, just crossed the two billion dollar mark, or they're right up. Let me check real quick. Um. I mean, 
and the you know the DVD isn't even released yet. You know, what I mean, they are going to be just fucking killing it, man. Right, you but know? I'm saying like, I mean, Disney was a financial powerhouse far before this. You yeah, know? but like, I'm saying they're getting to the next level here. You know, I mean, like right now, Star Wars is at 883 domestic. So I mean, they're probably gonna they probably won't cross the the billion dollar domestic, but I mean, they they're they're fucking crushing it. You know, I just don't think it has anything to do with. Uh, let me put it. Let me let me let me put it out to you how I feel. I don't think that I think that it's feasible that they'll get this shit back. Yeah, but I don't think it will have anything to do with Disney's financial success. Yeah, they're, they're fifty. They're fifty million away from two billion. I don't think it'll have anything to do with Disney's financial success and everything to do with. No, well, well, but but yeah, I think it will. I think it's. I think. Let it, me finish. It, okay. <laughs> and everything to do with Fox's unsuccessful attempts, if that happens. Yes, and with that, what I'm saying is, is that if Disney has proven that they've got the team that can monetize these properties properly, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to be able to go after at Fox. But listen, we're only not. We're all, we're already not. We're willing to pay you the money, but we're also willing to cut you in on on profits. That's going to be more than the profits you were able to make. Right, you but that, I mean? that, that would have to be a pretty big cut. Because I mean, I, I'm I'm sure. Like, well, I guess we'll have to see how Deadpool does. Because like Deadpool, I think is is the first time that Fox is in a real position. Like everybody that I know is talking about Deadpool. Like, yeah. and I'm talking about Joe Citizen. All right, let me let me scroll. I'm 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 at all time box office, and I'm going to scroll down to find a property. That is the, a Marvel property that is not owned by Marvel, and see how well it did. So keep talk about your Deadpool theory. Um, well, no, it's, it's not a it's not a theory. I just think that I think that Fox, you know, is losing okay. franchises. Yes, yes. You know, so for like the X Men franchise is like one of its last big franchises that it holds. All right. So I think it would be more of a fear of like even if we give it to you, then what do we have? All right, so for example, um, Spider-Man 3 is number 38 of all time, right? That was considered a failure. Um, you know, it, it didn't do very well. It didn't lead to another another big one. Spider-Man is 50. I still haven't hit an X-Men movie yet, so we're still not even in Fox territory yet. Spider-Man 2 is number 57. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man is 63. So I mean, so, so that's Sony's new update. That is not doing very well. All right, X Men: Days Future Past is number sixty-six in the all-time. Let's look at that. That would be a good example. But see, that's not the newest one they made. What's the newest one they made? Um, Fantastic Four. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, look at look. They at, lost their ass on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But like, you know, what else has Fox has above that? Is my question. All right, so you know what I'm the, saying not in the top hundred. You see what I'm saying? Y- yeah, but what, what I'm saying is, is that, is that, let's say, if Star Wars made two billion, okay, if if the next, if Avengers makes, I think Avengers: Infinity War is going to be huge. I don't think it's going to be Star Wars huge. Uh, we'll have to see how how well Captain America does, but. Let's say that start. Let's let's say that they make, you know, you know, almost three billion between both movies. You know, which isn't unheard of, right? Just drop the headset, no big deal. Um, you know that I mean, that's a lot of money, dude. And if and if 
if Sony is only making if Sony is only making $336 million domestically for a movie that costs $258 million to make, so their their profit on that is $180 million bucks. I mean, that's a that's a that's a lot to go into that property. Uh, that's not really a big return if they got another company that's making you know 1.5 billion, and they say yeah we'll cut you 10 percent. You know they they get the same amount of money for not doing any work. Right. You know. I, and and somebody buying out the property like it like so if they go to, if they go to Fox like hey listen we'll give you 400 million dollars for the property, you know or whatever. So that that's basically what they would make in three movies, and then they say, hey, at plus, we'll give you, you know, 5%, you know, that's what they would make in, in, in you know, the, the product in one movie. It, it's like a no-brainer. But I really you know? don't think it's about, I really don't think at the, at the end of the day, it's, it's, a, it's as much about profits garnered from their films as much as it is profits not garnered by other companies. Like, the, the, like with the guy from Fox coming straight out and saying, like, look, I will make a fantastic four-year a movie in in nine in nine point seven five years if I have to just to not lose the license. Yeah, but you know what his his share his shareholders might be might might not agree with that, and then he's off the damn board. Maybe if that happens, but that I mean that's 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 an X factor. I mean, it's know, all, dude, it's all about the money. Of know? course, but what I'm saying is that like it's also about the competition. You know, it's it's also about something that you have that your competition doesn't. Yeah, but if you're partnered in the competition, the competition is making you money. They're not really competition. But they're saying they don't want that. I, I hear you. He's saying he doesn't want that. Correct. You know, but when it and, comes down to the bottom line, that bottom line will dictate what he fucking does. Right. But the Fox is not like, like the guy that runs Fox is not like a schmuck. You know what I mean? I like I'm you. sure, I'm sure he's speaking on behalf of his shareholders every time he opens his goddamn mouth. Maybe. Yeah. You know, so like, I, I just, I don't think that, I think that if, if they do let it go, they will let it go because they ran it into the goddamn ground. Yeah. But but like uh, what I'm saying is they would be smart. It would behoove them before you run into the ground and waste a bunch of money and have a loss. Then you know hook your hook your wagon on you know hook your 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 caboose onto this fucking train that's making money. I, I agree. You know, and it's I less agree. work. I agree. I just disagree with the with the initial statement of I think Disney will be in a position. I, I think Disney's well, in that position. Well, now. I mean Sony's already doing it. Right. You know, and, and like, and, and I, you know, I'm not, you know, not for nothing. We had the same, co- you know, conversation about Spider-Man and it was like, oh, that'll never happen. Sony will never do that. And they're doing it, you know, because they know they, they look at the Avengers and they know, you know, and so they want to get, they want to get on that Marvel bandwagon. They want to get with that team because they want to give the fans what they yeah, want. Yeah, but they and still, they, they never, they, that, it's not the same scenario. I'm, Fox might go for the scenario that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know the scenario that you're comparing it to with with Sony is is not what you're talking about. Why Sony it? owns it. Sony owns Spider-Man cinematically. Yeah. Yes. They're not letting it go, and they probably won't. Marvel, even with DC's powerhouse, I mean, with um with Disney's powerhouse behind it, still had to cut a deal that involved Marvel just being able to use the character and Sony still getting the money. I hear you, but this is like this this is like the test run for Sony and Marvel. You know what I mean? Like, sure. you know, we don't know what's going to happen. We, you know, uh, well, well, before we're going to release the character, let's see how this does, you know? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're just assuming yeah. that. No, 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 but I'm saying, but like, but like, you know, they're, but I mean, that, that is what's happening. This is still going to be a Marvel movie who's using Spider-Man and they're going to be using the same actor that's going to appear in the next Spider-Man movie, possibly, Correct. right? Because it, because it will validate Sony's Spider-Man movie. Yes. Yes. And I think that, I think that Fox 
I mean, Fox won't even do that, and I think they definitely should do that. Like that—that that for me is the supernova. So I mean, let, let's 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 play. Let's just play a little little thought experiment. So Spider-Man comes out in Captain America. Everybody loves it. Everybody's going crazy. It's doing well. You know, if Sony can't deliver with that next Spider-Man to be the same, you know, they're gonna have to go back to Marvel. You know what Why I mean? wouldn't they be able to deliver? Because because they don't have the team, man. It's all they about the do. team. They do have the team. It's the exact same team. It's going to be the Marvel team yes. working for Sony. Yes. Well, we'll see what, how, how that works out then. That might be a little too complex for my understanding of how how that's going to work back. Disney has Disney has create like uh, Marvel has creative control over Disney's character I mean, over Sony's character. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, man. Because a Spider-Man movie. A Spider-Man appearing in an Avengers movie is going to make an Avengers movie more successful, and Marvel writing Spider-Man is going to make Sony's movies. I don't know, man. Avengers was more successful than Spider-Man. Like, I don't think Avengers needs to have Spider-Man to be successful. We've no, that, I, mean, say, I know that. I didn't say that. You said it's going to be more. It's going to be more successful. It's going to be more successful. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if we can say. I don't know if we can say that. Spider-Man is bacon. Okay. Put bacon chicken, on the burger. Your chicken sandwich is fine. Mm-hmm. It's it's tasty. Yeah. Put some bacon on that bad boy. Even better. You might have a good point there. I will concede that that, that is a valid point. And, and that's that that I think is. I, I I don't know if we can quantify that, but you know, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I want to see Spider-Man in an Avenger movie. You will. Oh, yeah. But if they came out like, yeah, we changed our mind. I'm fucked out. I'm not gonna go see that. I'm, they're still gonna get the same amount of money <laughs> from me. Yes. As, they, as they were if, if Spider-Man was not was in it, you know. I I agree, but I mean we're not Joe Public. That's true. Um, you know. I don't look. Oh yeah, Joe Public. I don't look like Tobey Maguire. What happened to him? I don't uh, like I that skinny I, I think, Garfield uh, kid. I don't even know if Joe Public knows who Tobey Maguire is. I I'm sure they do. They're there's just enough, like, there's enough memes out there. There there's just more of a. Why doesn't this guy look? Why is it a different actor? I mean, some of them still don't even know it's a different universe. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, like you know, I don't understand how they killed the Joker the first time, and then right, and now back. he's back is in that Dark Knight. Joker's right. son. Yep, exact same thing. Exact same thing. Yeah, man. Um. Anyway, and then uh, one last bit of Star Wars news. Now, this is this is involving a rumor for Episode Eight. So, Tyler, if you wanna. If you want to get out now, you can get out. But it's just a rumor, and I don't even think it's been final. I don't even think the movie is like has its final drafts or anything done yet. No, so no, I think this is a long shot. So, uh, but I will read it. Tyler, you can get out of here. So uh, it comes from a Star Wars fan site. Oh, one thing, Tyler, have you left? Stick around for one second. Um, the the grave in question on Skywalker's island. Yeah. Mega fans have gone to that island. Yeah. Not there. Oh, really? Yes. So it was something that was put in the movie. Yes. One okay. unless unless it fell between yeah. you or know some I mean? other mega fans stole it. Right. Something like that. Mm. <laughs> the plot thickens. It proves nothing. They stole that and ten seagulls, and there's still five thousand seagulls. <laughs> A lot of fucking seagulls. <laughs> so, so many people on seagulls. <laughs> um. Okay, so it's not known how legit this info is, but the scenes sound pretty cool. So here we go. In the scene, we have Luke and Ray, the two in the rain. They seem committed to training with lightsabers. Luke with the historic green, Ray with the blue. 
belonged to his new master and even before Anakin Skywalker. The planet is the same on which we find Luke in the Awakening of the Force uh, called Octu, which is also uh, some has some translation part of it, the Ach or the Two or whatever. It is some Hebrew translation to brother. Mm-hmm. Just a heads up. Uh, the clothes are very similar to those in the conclusion of the film. The scene is called Epic, although the realization of designs appeared simpler than its predecessor. Turning to the description war scene and the sunset, the planet seems to be the same on which we find Moskanada in the Awakening of the Force. But with the Palace Temple much bigger, we can assume that the Palace Temple to Yavin 4. The similarity between the planets is there. The Palace Temple is just, just as large. War is raging the, uh, and the Resistance is clearly struggling on the verge of defeat. Chewbacca is at an angle to secure a figure wound while seems to launch off of... Oh, because this is translated from from Italian. Okay. Um, Kylo Ren is on the battlefield with the usual three-bladed lightsaber, but with him we find another character armed with the lightsaber, possibly a Knight of Ren, or Benicio Del Toro's character, since he's rumored to be a villain in the new film. Near the figure of Kylo Ren, there is a post-it. It says, stronger than ever. You see an incoming ship whose door is coming down, harassed by the fire of the stormtrooper on the tailgate. There are Luke Skywalker and Rey, who by using the force, pushing away the soldiers of the First Order, drop on the battlefield, begins comparing with Kylo Ren and the second obscure figure. In this sequence, Luke seems to have a different look with hair and beard more manicured and similar to that of the last picture we see. Mark Hamill, the clothes seem to recall those Obi-Wan Kenobi in episode one, except we have uh, the sleeves and a white robe. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know about that. Interesting. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's grain of salt shit. But... Yeah. I don't know, man. Are you, are you? Have you thought any more about uh, the pushback of the date, the release date? No, I'm I'm almost like I'm almost 100 convinced it's marketing. Yeah, you know, it gives them a year to market each film independently. Yeah, I hear you. And you know what? Like, I, I, I'm I'm upset that it's pushed back. You know, just because I I was excited to see another. You know, give me more Star Wars and give me it right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like at the same time, I'm kind of okay with having a Star Wars Christmas for like the next five years. Yeah, you know what, man? Give give yourself something to look forward to. Yeah. You know well, I mean? not, not even so much that. Just like, like I think that the Force Awakens. I think, I mean, I I know this is crazy, but I think it will always kind of seem like a Christmas movie to me. Like not 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 in the same sense as like or the a Christmas ref, movie. right? Yeah, not in the same sense as the ref or the <laughs> but, but like, but like it, it, I think when I watch it from now on, like I'll be reminded of Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Uh, it's so funny, I, man. Cause this Christmas didn't feel like Christmas to me because the, the weather was so hot. I agree. I, I went agree. for a three mile run on on you know Christmas Day in shorts. Not didn't feel like Christmas at all. Um, no, used to. And that's it. The Justice League Teen Titans. I didn't even. That's watch good. It. It's fine. It's good. Talk it's about like it. the universe. It's gonna be a movie, right? It's gonna be a movie. Batman and Damien. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Superman's gonna be in it. We'll watch it and then talk. Yeah. About it, um. And th- and that's pretty much it for this week. Unless you, uh, oh, one thing I want to talk about. Everybody's still going crazy with this. Fuck. I just need to get this off my chest while we're on a Star Wars topic. Okay. So everybody, I just listened to Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman this past Is week. This is Academy Award shit. No, no I want to. I want to talk about that. Yeah, we'll go there next. Even worse. Um. Okay. So th- this Fat Man on Batman, where they were talking about like, where's Ray? Where's the, you know hashtag where's Ray? 
Where's all the Ray merchandise? Because that monopoly. I just want to go home. I just want. I just want to go out there and say this. Okay. One. I, I think I may have said it last week, but just to reiterate, six-inch figures. We had the initial release Black Series of Ray. She's in the most recent release as well. That's two releases of the six-inch Ray, along with the diecast Ray. Three six-inch figures. Three and three-quarter. One that comes with the accessory, like the ship, the little speeder that she's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, th- Two five-point articulated Ray figures. One Black Series three and three-quarter Ray figure. One Hot Toys Ray figure. There's plenty of Ray merchandise out there. Mm-hmm. Just want to say that one more time. Because I know that many people, more people listen to Fat Man on Batman than they do. And I, I listen to Fat Man on Batman too. I'm a fan. But I know more people listen to that show than listen to Nerd Rage Radio. So for those listening to Nerd Rage Radio. So far. So far. As, so of, far. as of now. Um, but I just want to You've been on that. notice, Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, I've had it up to here with you. <laughs> Did you see him on the, uh, the Legends of Tomorrow or whatever it was? That yeah, 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 yeah. That guy's lost a lot of weight. He has, he has. Um, I, kind of, I, I kind of wish he stopped dr- dressing up like Silent Bob, though. I uh, see. I was happy to see it. Uh, I mean, it's like, come on, dude. Like, 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 yeah, like you intense. Like, how do I look awkward? Batman T-shirt with a trench coat. suit jacket. Yes. Yeah. Not a trench coat is a suit jacket. Uh, and like basketball shorts. Uh, I wish you. Did anyway, continue. I do wish you would. No, th- no, that was it. We can talk about the Oscars now. Um, uh, uh, did we talk about that Justice League special? Uh, no, I didn't watch it. It, it was interesting. I'm not. I'm like. I don't. I'm not feeling the the you know Ezra Miller as the Flash thus far. And it might be probably because I'm you know I'm really digging um you know the Flash TV show right now. So I just kind of feel like this is my Flash. <laughs> um, the Oscars, man. So like, there's still all dude. What is up with like? Like, like apparently like there's like this race war brewing with the Super Bowl, you know? There is. Like, I, I, I apparently because I guess the the Carolina Panthers quarterback is like doing these dances and he gets, you know, the little celebration penalties, and then but a, the Green Bay guys who were white who were doing the dances, you know, didn't get any penalties or something. And I guess you know, you know, white quarterback and the Green Bay, not Green Bay, um. Jesus, uh, the Broncos. Somebody's like, no, it's Broncos! You know, um, and then, like, you know, so you got North Carolina, and, you know, and you got the Denver. So there's some pretty different parts of the country. Um, but it's just like, dude, and then, like, the Oscars now, it's like, people, like, can't wait for some, like, some, like, race war stuff. Like, they want it to happen. Like, they're, you know, like, it, they, people have been critical of ESPN talking about it and like making this this issue that's not an issue it's like a no issue and now people in the oscars like you know will smith and this in jada pig and smith are going to boycott it and and uh i guess danny glover said like maybe we don't need the academy awards anymore it's, it's in that like who the fuck are you danny glover well you know because all because all the oscars you've won speaking you're of such an amazing uh, actor we had somebody that, that wrote on the nerd rage page about the the celeb more celebrity privilege yeah with uh, fucking little little Smith yeah, becoming static, static shock, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make sure I shot that guy out. But like that, like why is it? Why doesn't anybody bitch about that? Yeah, it's like it's, it's it's like blatant nepotism, and everybody's fine with it. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, there's so many other actors out there that, that kid that, sucks, dude. The talented actors that would be better static shock, you know? 
I don't know, man. The only thing that doesn't suck about him is how sucky his tweets are because it makes it entertaining <laughs> to read. I don't know. What, what are some of his entertaining he's tweets? He's a dick. He's like a dick. Is he? Yeah. I bet he is. So, man, like, and now Chris Rock, you know, people are asking Chris Rock not to, to boycott it. And you know what, man? I hope I hope Chris Rock says some jokes on there against it. Like I don't I don't mind if he plays around with the concept a little bit. But Chris Rock's the first one that says that he doesn't you know play on college college campuses anymore because of how right. fucking sens- sensitive everybody is. You know. So what is the main argument? There's no there's no people of color that were nominated for Academy Awards this year. Period. I I, I mean not period. Maybe not best actor, best actress. See, but that's my question. Like, is it is it or is it specific? Do you know what I mean? And like, then I think I think too that straight out of Compton, the guy who directed or produced that or something, something like screenplay, he wrote the screenplay, was nominated, but he's white. You know, there's something with straight out of Compton too. Like, you know what? What? Like, oh God, is it, my my only question is like, because I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know all the Hollywood ins and outs of who and who. I had to look up all these people that we. I mean, just as a, a point of reference, like we talked about that that, that He Man movie. Yeah. Um, and there was three names: McGee, Latvik, or some shit, and somebody else, Mike Finch. I didn't know any of them. I had to look all three of them up, right? Yeah. So I don't know all these people. I don't know all the the directors. I don't know all the editors. I don't know all. I don't know them all. Oh, and and apparently, uh, you know, Will Smith wasn't nominated. Uh, Ibis Elba, Ezra wasn't nominated. Um, what should have Will Smith been nominated for? Some movie he did. Hold on, let's see. All right. Last year's Oscar nominations drew, uh, drew howls of protest for the lack of diversity. This year, even worse. Creed, writer, directed by Black Ryan uh, Cougar, and started Black Man, but not only that, nominee was, was a white man straight out of Compton. Um, I guess that was a writer thing. Because F. Gary, F. Gary, F. Gary Gray. Gray, he's awesome. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't nominated, whatever. Now, what, so, did he, what did he? What did he direct? I mean, I, he's an awesome director. He, yeah, I think he got. He directed. Start. I think he directed Creed, right? I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I, he got to start doing like Wu Tang videos and stuff. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's like, but, but he did like uh, he did King Arthur. All right, like, so so Day, surprising maybe? omissions from the actors race no, this year included. Wait, I got to stop something. I'm getting him uh, confused with another director, so I just want to correct that. Okay. Um, uh, so, uh, surprising omissions from the actors' race this year included Idris Elba for Beast of No Nation, Will Smith for Concussion, that's a, that football movie, right? You know, uh, Michael B. Jordan for Creed, and many young ac- and the many young actors in Compton, straight out of Compton. Last year, hashtag Oscar So White lit up Twitter sphere. Um, so you know that's you know that's the the big the big hoopla, and so I want to I mean, I do, like you know what like, I'm I, I'm it's kind of like making my brain hurt. It's like isn't the more racist thing to do, just to put in a black actor so we have a black actor or, or an actor of color or, or you know a minority whatever, just to do it, right? And isn't that more racist? Like my my thing is like, like I, I believe it is. If, like if I, I believe everybody should be it should be on the merit it of is, the performance. It is fucking belittling. Yeah. Like if if I if I hey there guy. If I acted in a movie and I didn't get nominated as an actor, right? And then a week later there was all this hashtag activism, and a week later I get a letter in the mail. I've been nominated as best five foot ten, two hundred fifteen pound actor. Yeah. I'd be fucking destroyed. Yeah. Like right, you created so. a like you know 
what if like and I, I do I mean I do find it hard to believe with all the people working in the industry that they were all I mean but I don't even know all right, let, let me true. let me let me tell you the nominees so actors in a leading role Brian Cranston for Trumbo Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant Matt Damon for The Martian Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs Eddie Raymond for The Danish Girl uh, actress in the leading role Kate Blanchett for Carol Brie Larson for Room Jennifer Lawrence for Joy um, Charlotte Rampling for 45 years and Sorrows Ronan for Brooklyn I don't know who she is um, actress supporting role Christian Bale for the, the Big Short Mark Rylance for Bridge of the Spies Tom Hardy for The Revenant Sylvester Stallone for Creed Mark Ruffalo for Spotlights actress in supporting role Jennifer Jason Leigh for The Hateful Eight Alicia Fickenard for The Danish Girl Rooney Mara for Carol, Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs, and Rachel McAdams for Spotlight. And um, cinematography, costume design. I mean, I don't know any of these people. Documentary Amy just uh, the documentary Amy just came out in 2015. Well, that was earlier than that. Uh, film editing, Star Wars: Force Awakens got nominated. Good. Um, Maybe that, that music, guy. Star Wars. John Williams, that'd be cool if he's retiring. If John Williams got you know got that one, I don't think he's. I don't know if he's ever won an Oscar. Uh, I don't know. Uh, sound Star editing, Star Wars. Sound mixing, Star Wars. Visual effects, Star Wars. Um, I think Ex Machina is gonna get that one though. But maybe The Revenant. That was I haven't seen it, but I've, I've heard good things about it. Uh, writing original screenplay is straight out of Compton. Um. So, I mean, like, I haven't seen any of these movies. I haven't seen Trumbo. I haven't seen The Martian. I haven't seen Steve Jobs. So, I, 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 I can't make any statements to the I mean, the best film. The Big Short, haven't seen it. Bridge of Spies, haven't seen it. Brooklyn, haven't seen it. Mad Max, haven't seen it. Spotlight, haven't seen it. Room, haven't seen it. The Revenant, haven't seen it. And The Martian, haven't seen it. Right. So, I haven't seen any of those. And Best Director, I actually, like, I always think the best directing is, you know, the most important to me. Uh, Mad Max, haven't seen a Revelant Spotlight Room, The Big Short, haven't seen anything. So, yeah, I haven't seen any of the Oscar, you know, hype movies. But it just, you know, I don't know, man. I'm sure it's racism. That, the, the one one funny, like, you know, gay Latino uh, voter for the, you know, one of the people who votes for the movies, like, he, he, he came out and said, you think I'm racist because I voted this way? Like, he was kind of pissed about it. And now the Academy, I think the Academy started to speak out against it, you know, this all this bullshit. But just more of, you know, people, you know, you know, raging because they don't have any wars to, to rage against. Yeah, well, that's my thing. It's just like, I mean, I don't know. That, that wasn't what it sounded like. Wait, I feel like, I, did you hear that? No. <laughs> okay, good. If there's anyone who may have heard a sound that sounded like moaning, uh, it wasn't what it sounded like. Uh, it was just an ad of a YouTube trailer. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to explain it. Hold on. I mean, let me. This is the rest of it. A happy family it's ad. It's about it was about being pregnant, so it wasn't. I wasn't watching. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't on Pornhub. So, some chick under your table. Yeah. Um, so you're going with that? Shut up, bitch. Get back to work. Yeah. I just. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like. I, I don't know, man. Just. You feel like you're racist. Yeah, racist. I, I just don't understand where. I mean, is it, is, is it 
Is it a number? Like, what, had it been one person, would that would have been okay? Dude, I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't know what the rules are. I guess if I knew what the rules were, I'd be better. Um, <laughs> I guess. You know, is is it thirty five percent, fifty percent? Is it fifty fifty, sixty percent? Like, and, and like, I, I don't think it's fair to say like to say that they're racist or that they have these prejudices. I mean, I think that like. Throughout the years, they've celebrated, I mean, like they've like, gone, they've made a point. The Oscars have made a point, like, and I'm, I'm not like, the, I'm not like parading the Oscars. The Oscars are full of political bullshit for a number of different reasons. Yeah, but, but it's just like, um, you know, they've celebrated Jewish history. They've celebrated, like, they've celebrated Jewish history, not only pertaining to film. Yeah, they like, and they've celebrated Hispanics in film. They've celebrated uh, Black Americans in film. They sell, they like, they they have they've made a point to do this. And like, what if your race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, whatever, religion of choice, just wasn't the top caliber for the year? What if that? Yeah. Um, hold on a second. Is, is that the, even? A, is that even? A, is that feasible? Dude, here's the interesting thing: as the Academy president, an African American woman stated, "Their problem with diversity is not a new one." All right, so is the, is the Academy Award president African-American female? That's what it sounds like from what you're saying. I mean, I, am I reading this wrong? Let me Google this. Who is the Academy Academy Awards president? Maybe maybe I'm just misreading this thing. Um, Cheryl Boone, yeah, Cheryl Boone Isaac, Isaacs, as American filmmaker and public relations uh, executive, she was representing the public relations branch of the Academy of Motion Picture and Arts and Sciences, known as the Academy Awards, um, and she was elected the 35th president of the AMPAS is the first African-American to hold this office and the third woman. Um, and she was elected to this position July 30th in 2013. So she's almost been there for three years. Interesting. She's racist is what she is. Probably. It's exactly, it's exactly what it is. I wish she wasn't so white and racist. <laughs> God, she annoys me. I don't know. But you know, it's probably my, it's probably my privilege. It's your privilege talking. It is. I'm such a bastard. It's probably my half-gay privilege. <laughs> it's, my, it's my trailer park privilege. It is. It is exactly what it is. Uh, all right. Well, let's do. Um, oh, we did have. Uh, have a couple we did, questions we, we did, or something. We we did have one person. Are we just doing three hour shows from now on? Is that is that how this? You know is? what, man? I just want to see how far see how far I can take it. Um, make this did happen. Have, did have? I think it was James C that wrote in. Um, did it, didn't James C say fuck fuck Batman Superman every time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just a Superman fan. Um. I mean, I'm a Superman fan too, James. Don't get me wrong. And like, I question why I want Batman to win. I kind of think it's just the, you know, I kind of feel that Batman is the underdog and he's the human being, you know? I'm sorry that I'm rooting for my own race. It's human privilege. That's what that is. I'm racist against Kryptonians. <laughs> species you have this. You have this earthling privilege. I know, fucking earth privilege. Um, uh, I do have bad news. Jada Pickett-Smith is to return as Fish Mooney in Gotham. Um... Oh, okay. Here, here it is. It was uh, from Darren Q, mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think we've heard from him. Okay. So, hey, Darren. 
What's up, thanks, man? Thanks for writing, bud. Uh, hey, guys, I was wondering if you could do a list of comic arts that had the most effect on you. Um, let's do let's do three. That had the most effect on me. I can't see save my, it for next week. Can't see my comic book collection from here. Um, uh, I no, I can I can definitely get into this one. All right, you want to go back and forth one and ones? We have time to think. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you that the first one I think is uh, Kingdom Come. Um, Kingdom Come got me back into comics as an adult. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I was I mean I wasn't an adult per. I mean I was you know, eighteen or nineteen, but. It's just one of those things where, you know, I, I, I collected comics just as a force of habit at one point. Like, it got me into reading comics again. Um, for years, I think, I just, I stayed buying Spawn comics. Just because I had the first Spawn, I was a McFarlane fan. Even when we left, I just kept on buying them, I think, up to, like, issue 100. But I never would read them. You know, mm-hmm. I just bought them to buy them. You know, just, oh, I'm going to keep on doing this. I mean, I'm collecting these. I got all of them. Keep on buying them. And uh, and I saw Kingdom Come one time. I was like, "Holy shit!" And I read that. And it kind of got me back into DC. Um, and then I bought, you know, the Marvels, the one that he did for Marvel. So that was one for me. And just the artwork, the 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 story was amazing. It, it was an interesting view of the dynamic dynamic between Superman and the rest of the world. Seeing those characters grow up and become older, and the world change around them, and they're they're kind of like lost in time was just resonating with me at that time. And uh, Alex Ross's artwork was something I'd never seen before. It was taken so seriously. And, you know, I'm, I'm an Alex Ross fan. I'm not a, I'm not a big Alex Ross fan. I, I think that he had his... He did what he did He did to to the world of comics. It was good. Um, there's a bit of arrogance that goes along with any of that, that crowd. Um, I don't draw Batman's eyes white. I draw them realistically. So, I'm what many people, and as I'm doing, I'm, I'm wisping back hair that he doesn't have because he's a balding gentleman. Yeah. Um, I'm what people call a realistic comic book artist. <laughs> it's like, shut up. <laughs> shut yeah. your stupid mouth. And like everybody at his booth has to wear a suit, you know? Yeah. He's probably a nice guy. I don't mean to. I'm sure. We continue. Um, for me, like uh, Arkham Asylum was. Yeah was one for me like uh it's a a self-contained story it's when the inmates take over the asylum and uh uh adam put me on to that yeah i I, I had to fight you a little bit with that yeah because i just i just was out of comics i just didn't you know what i mean um and it was what it was what uh i think you're so predictable besides that's his real face it got me back into comics and it, it made me appreciate that comics could be something more than what they were in the 90s uh, yep. for the most part, which was pretty much just porn, mm-hmm. um, pretty pictures with little content. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely one. Uh, I my was... turn? My turn? Oh, no, 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 go ahead. No, Bouncing no, no. back and forth, right? Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Um, my next one was uh, The Long Halloween. And the reason that one was kind of pivotal for me is... At first, I thought the artwork was ridiculous because I was so on this 1990s, like McFarlane, Jim Lee kick where it, it was, you know, all artwork is exaggerated, but there's, you know, they were trying to look pretty, you know, realistic and this, this very clean, everybody's hyper built look. Um, it, it just had its own style that really, you know, all the, all the comic books in the 90s looked the same with the exception of like Jay Lee and the dude who wrote the, uh, the Max. You know, Sam Keith. Sam Keith. There it is. 
And I just, I never really liked anything that was different. And when I read The Long Halloween, I got a buddy of mine that had all these Long Halloween posters when it was like being released. And I got the, uh, the trade paperback when it came out. And I wasn't really feeling like the artwork at first, but, but I kind of grew to love it. And I just, and, and it kind of, op- it, it kind of opened my, my mind to, you know, different artists and different themes and how the artwork itself can kind of tell a separate story, you know, like the style of the artwork can just change how everything reads. And that was just such a long, deep story. It was kind of remaking of the origin of some of the characters. Um, and this really, really uh, brought me back into Batman really hard. I mean, um, I just want to say, I want to piggyback off that a bit and say that, that long Halloween had a similar effect on me artistically. Yeah. Like being yeah. being a comic book fan of the late '80s and then becoming like a hardcore comic book fan in the '90s. Yeah. Like if you were a comic book fan in the '90s, you were fucking spoiled. Oh yeah. Then. Because like every artist was fucking top shelf at the yep. time, and like everything looked so perfect, and everything was kind of borrowing and piggybacking off one another. Yeah. Um, and when I looked at Long Halloween, like it's so different. And it's mm-hmm. so stylized, and a lot of it is even kind of has, has, has like a noirish feel with like the heavy shadows and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, at, at first, I was turned off by it, like almost like offended by it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then like I grew to like it, and I grew to appreciate it. It helped for me. It helped open doors to other artists with different styles. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. And, so like I agree with you. There. And I mean, like you look at and you go you go back to Arkham Asylum. That is such a crazy style in itself. Oh yeah, you know? definitely, definitely. I mean, just it's just not it, it's not your trend, you know, traditional what you no. think of as comic book art. No, so. not at all. Go ahead. Um, my second one is uh, is uh, Secret Identity. I mean, um, uh, Identity Crisis. Okay. Um, it's funny. Secret Identity is my next one. So it's funny. <laughs> it is. Um, Continue. I, Identity Crisis, and it's just because like like it was the first time I ever read a comic book that I had an emotional response to, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to. Sp- uh, I guess it's past the age of spoil. Well, I'll, I can say it without spoiling. So, uh, the the whole identity crisis is about just how the secret identities protect loved ones. Yeah. And and the secret identities become compromised in this book. Yeah. And uh, Tim Drake, who is Robin Three, his father is in peril. Yes. And Batman is put in a situation. Where what he does is either going to like save the parent of his protege or fail to save the parent of his protege. And yeah. like the way the panels are done, it's like a it's like a one page of like nine panels, like all perfectly square and rows of three or whatever, like of them trying to race to the scene. Yeah. Um it's just it's just very intense and like it was the first time that I fucking I fucking cried reading that book. Yeah, you know, and I, I was like, God damn! Like, I, I was like, it, it, so like the answer, like that is probably should be number one, but it, it, in the terms of meaning something to me, because it just it obviously struck some emotional chord with me. Yeah. Um, so that that would be my number two. Um, I'm not doing any any order, and okay. and I could probably go more than three or four. Yeah, yeah. I um, I, I'll go ahead and say secret identity. Um, and the reason being is I I bought that on the humble. I actually met the artists who wrote that. And, like, there was a point in time where my comic books, I only wanted, I was only interested in comic books in a certain storyline. You know what I mean? Like, 
you know, I, I didn't care really care about the Elseworld stuff. They always kind of seemed silly to me, or the crossover stuff were super silly to me because they, they only existed in their only crossover and they never referenced. Like, I, I liked the con I liked continuity. That's one thing that always you know was cool with me. Um, but when I read Secret Identity, and for those of you who don't know, it's a great story. It's basically set in almost like the real world. And a young man whose name is Clark Kent, you know, his parents' last name is Kent, and they named him Clark based off of Superman. And he got, like, kind of made fun of all the time uh, about that. He, you know, people would always, you know, give him Superman gifts, you know, super, Superman shampoo bottles. And, um, <laughs> and then one day he goes out camping, and he wakes up floating above the Earth, and he's got superpowers. He's got Superman's powers. And uh, it's a far, it's a four part series that that's kind of like the origin, you know, him as a young man, him falling in love, and him as old, older having a family. Uh, and basically, he keeps himself secret from the world. He puts on the Superman costume, um, but he keeps himself secret from the world. And you know, meets a woman whose actually name is Lois Lane, because everybody thought it would be a you know, hey, you got to meet this chick named Lois Lane, and you know, she kind of dealt with the same thing. He ends up marrying her. Um, and actually, I think she's Hispanic, in, in this in the storyline. Like he's from Kansas, you know, and it's just it's it's a it's a really it's a really cool story, um, and it kind of opened me up to you know enjoying different aspects of the Elseworld stories. I mean, Kingdom Come was an Elseworld story as well, but it, it was also like it could have been the future of the DC universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then like Red, you know, Superman Red Sun is amazing. It's an amazing story. I, I love it. Um, and I guess even Long Halloween technically is an Elseworld, um, but it's just it, it's it was it was a, a little world. It had a beginning, it had an end, but it left the imagination wandering, left the imagination keep on going. Uh, really enjoyed it, and, and it's a short read. It's not you know it's like a it was like a four part maxi series I think they're called. Um, yeah. But yeah, great great one. So my um my my number one is 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 it's definitely not the best book ever done. But it's just it's the effect it had on me at a at a very mature point in my life, like uh, in terms of being a fan of the genre. Like, um, I, I you know I think we get kind of jaded, like we look back and we're like, Dark Knight Rises, uh, The Watchmen, and as a result of these two books, we now know the comics can do anything, right? Um, but when I read, uh, there's a book called Pride of Baghdad. Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah. And I don't even think it has any words in it. And it's just No, it uh, does. The the, the lines they, talk to do, each other. Do they? Do they? Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I couldn't remember. But um it's about this this pride of lions that was at a zoo uh in, in Iraq that that was bombed during uh, Operation Shock and All. And the zoo was damaged and as a result of the damage done to the zoo, the lions got out. And you just follow these and, lions. And it, it actually is a true story, that really happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and you follow these lions around, you know, the streets of Baghdad, um, and it's kind of seeing everything that's going on, and like it was just like I was at a point where like I, you know, I'd read Why the Last Man and A Hundred Bullets and The Preacher, and you know, most of the big DC stuff, most of the big Marvel stuff, and it just kind of felt like okay, like I I, I get comic books, I don't I don't doubt that they can do anything, I I, I you know I'm 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 sophisticated a bit in my taste. And like I read that, and I was like, it was just one of those books that came along at a mature point in my fandom, like where I thought I'd mm -hmm. kind of seen everything. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, like there's still tons of different things I hadn't even thought about that that are that are you know that comic books are able to do. Yeah, know? yeah. I went out and bought. I, I own that one as well. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic. Book. So I think you I think you 
I want to say you put me onto that one. Yeah, because I was I, I was actually fine. Like I'd heard that it was coming. Yeah, I, I was and, going. And you were like, it. just go out and buy it. Yeah, I was like, what is it? it's like? Do just go out and buy it. And yeah. I did it you know, on faith, and it was it's it's a good book, man. Really good book. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, th- this is one of those questions where I could probably talk. You know, you know what's funny though? All DC books that we just went through. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. What is DC. what is that? It's DC privilege. It is DC privilege. Um. Let's do some shout outs real quick. Uh, if you uh, if you're a podcast fan, uh, be sure to listen to Toy Detox, uh, run by friends of the show. They constantly give us a lot of love. And ROC, I was just listening to ROC, Roma Collectors this past week. I think they referenced Nerd Rage, like discussions and stuff, like two or three times. You know, that's like, cool. Yeah, it was, it's very cool. So like, uh, definitely give the Roma Collectors, definitely give Toy Detox uh, a listen. And um, actually, J Batron from ROC wants to come on Nerd Rage, and I was. Try to make, make it happen. Yeah, I was gonna try to make something happen with it, but uh, uh, schedules are, are gonna be a, a little bit tricky, I think, because uh, having to get him keep track of his young lad at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're gonna see what we can do, and then uh, make sure that you check out Shattercast Uncut if you want more Transformers talk from me and the boys, and if you want more 40k talk, uh, check out Beer and Bolters. Uh, both okay. Both yeah. of which are on YouTube, both of which are on iTunes. And uh, we, I think I'm Chris and I are recording a Beer and Bolters episode tonight. We'll see how that goes down. That scheduling, man, has been a, it's been a fucking pain in the dick. Yeah. We usually, we, we, we usually record this show at noon because, um, you know, we have stupid schedules. Um, so it's easy for us. But, like, my other counterparts, like Chris, doesn't get home till like, 8 o'clock sometimes at night. And it's just hard to, to, start, to start recording that late. Yeah, especially, especially with family. Yeah, yeah it, it's just, you know. I um, I'm sure I've got three dirty looks so far today. This podcast is my wife walks by the yeah, office. Same here. <laughs> I don't know. Um, are you are you are you serious? I don't. Are know. you st- What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know if Shattercast has had a full cast show in two or three weeks. Really? Yeah. Just yeah, schedule's a bitch, dude. Yeah. So anyway, um, um, yeah. Follow us on Facebook. And it's, I'm gonna start uh, tweeting soon. It's the screaming face. We're gonna we're gonna work on our our Twitter right after we get off uh, the show. Yep. So Adam's gonna take over a large just portion pissing, of that. Just pissing people off. Pissing people <laughs> off. And uh, and then we're gonna try to try to start working on some YouTube stuff too, and uh, and the like. Well, I I hope I I had very little technical difficulties today, and hopefully the sound quality. I went through this computer and cleaned off some stuff. I had like the entire Adobe suite on this hard drive. Uh huh. Um. And I don't even have access to it anymore because, like, an employee that this was like a this was like a work computer for one of my employees, and she left, but she had the entire Adobe Suite, but it was her account. So it looks like everything's running a lot faster. So it might mean that I could get up up there and, and edit those films a little fa- edit those podcasts into uh, YouTube videos a little faster. So we're gonna be working on that. Um, and, and so what do we have coming up next week? I mean, Deadpool is next is, week is our pre-Deadpool show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we haven't had many rumors or, or spoilers or anything. Just because no, it's it, been pretty quiet. Yeah, I, you know what? I just I guess we just talk about our expectations and whatever. And we'll have uh, Joe come on and, and have us give us some information about him. Yeah, give us a like. Really helps us out. Yeah, or favorite. So yeah, I mean, and uh, so because Deadpool comes out on the twelfth, right? Um, yeah. Yes. So I think the eleventh. We'll see it the Thursday the eleventh, which might be problematic for me. Um, but we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll coordinate that. And maybe if, if we can do it that, that night, that Thursday night, uh, perhaps we'll, uh, perhaps we'll do a little, uh, response video on the old, uh, you know, 
missing heroes. Yeah, well, well, I'm definitely gonna do it that night. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna do mine that night. But then, uh, at the at the very least, with by the end of the weekend, we'll have a a nerve rage. Make it happen. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, we'll see you real soon. And uh, make sure you go to uh, you know, and give us that five star rating. Um, really helps us out. <laughs> really helps us out. <laughs> it does, man. You know what? You know, what? share it. Share it with your friends. You guys like the show? Just warn them. You know. Um, you know about the 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 sense of humor and whatnot. Hopefully yeah. they'll they'll appreciate it. They don't have sensitive sensibilities. And uh, make sure you give them a heads up that some of our opinions we can't really be held accountable for because we do have podcast privilege. Yes, podcast. It's privilege. this whole separate type of privilege. Oh, yeah. you, you don't even you don't even know about yeah. podcast. Yeah, I mean privilege. we get in trouble day to day because we can always yeah. get our podcast privilege confused. Yeah, man. I mean, that's like what when we're, I was we're born talking, with when we're talking in real life and people like uh, we talk over top of people. Yeah, uh, we don't mean to be rude. No, it's our podcast privilege. That's how we're born. Can't help it. So. Can't. All right, guys. Great tits. Tight dick player. <laughs>